time, space, podcasting. I'm Mark the Watcher, and what if book club member comments? Guys, welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with Aubrey Loveless. I'm Daniel. Hey, damn guys, how's it going? Yeah. How's it <laughs> hey, going? Hey, guys. I was listening to the last episode. I was like, we didn't really talk about what the show is at all for the first episode. Yeah, I like that you just didn't introduce it whatsoever. It's just like, anyway, it's just a thing. Tell so, anyone what we were doing. I guess I just figured that people are familiar with the format or whatever because we're kind of. It's a book club. Yeah, this is our book club. Um, it started off with the Hellboy Book Club. And in that book club, we had a very unique format to the show. And now Danielle's going to tell you all oh, about it. No. <laughs> we're going to read a thing and then you're going to we're going to talk about the thing that we read together. And then you're going to listen to us talk about the thing that we read. And, but you are going to read it, too, because we told you ahead of time what we were going to read. So you also read it. And then you listen to us talk about what we read. And then you talk to us about what we talked about when we talked about what we read. And that's a hey, damn guys, you sent us an email. Or you get on Facebook or Instagram and send us a, a, a message or, or leave a comment or something like that. And that's a hey damn guys. And then we're going to talk about what you talked about when you talked <laughs> about what we talked about when we read the thing. And that's a book club and that's friendship. Absolutely. Yes. That's friendship. Well that said. was amazing. Yeah. Very good. That was that was one of your best. That was <laughs> right up there. That was amazing. That was you great. Know, you just knocked that out like it was old hat. You know what I mean? How many episodes has it been since we've asked you to do that? It's listen, been a lot. Listen, <laughs> you, you get you get one of those. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to need some people to send in some more for us. Yes. Uh, for this format. So, yeah. Um, we're going to read some comics. We're going to talk about it. We want to hear what you think, too. So that's the whole format of the show. Send us some messages. Send us some comments on our social medias. That's a hey, you damn guys. There you go. Yes. And, and you're uh, our friends, and that's friendship, and it's a book club. And you're a book club member. That's right. You are. All the talking book club directly members. to you. Yes. Yes, you Very sitting good. on your couch listening to us. We're talking to you. Yes, and I also want to mention, you know, kind of carrying over from the Hellboy Book Club, we're doing our raffle, our annual raffle is going on. Uh, right now we're supporting the Lilith Fund. Yeah. And one of the great things about it is you can win some great Hellboy-related merch. You know, a lot of our listeners are coming over from that. We talked about Baltimore, which is, you know, by M- Mike Mignola. That was also. your that was your like transition thing. Yeah, there yeah. you go. If you like that Hellboy stuff or if you just want to give to a great cause and have a chance of winning something cool, you can check that out. We've got signed stuff by Mignola. We've got original art yeah. um, from some amazing artists. We've got collector's items, books and some cool stuff. You can check out all the pictures on our social media. Every dollar that you donate is one ticket in our raffle. It ends on November 11th, so it's coming up. I'm going to make our final push to get as much funds as we can towards the Lilith Fund. And you can check out all the details on our social media. Thank you so much, everyone who's already donated. It ends on 11-11. Is that, did you pick that? 11-1. Oh, Is that okay. what I said? You said the 11th. You said November 11th. Sorry, November 1st. The raffle ends on November 1st. Okay. I'll be announcing all the winners on Instagram Live. I'll I was like, that's like that. cute. 11-11. That's no, no, adorable. No. Sorry. <laughs> I should have thought of that. But anyway. <laughs> so it ends on November 1st. So make sure that you go and donate to a great cause. It's good stuff. Awesome. Thank you. I got some shouts outs for this week. Shouts outs. Shouts outs. Sh- yeah. Hell yeah. I got a shout out. Christopher Egan. Oh, Christopher Egan. Book club member. Book club member. Classic. Yeah. Classic book club member. 
Anyway, yes, Christopher said uh, he gave us a shout out on his social media at Tales from the Chris okay. on Instagram. He's a great follow, especially like uh, he's always posting great horror stuff, but especially this time of year. You know, he's yeah. got some very cool stuff going on on his social media. So go check him out. And thanks for the shout out for the new oh. podcast. I appreciate that. For the shouts yes, out. thank you, Christopher. All right. And now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. <laughs> we need to get like a barbershop quartet. Uh, that's that what I imagine, fantastic. right? That would like, be awesome. <laughs> we'd have to figure out the harmonies and all that and actually. Like, yeah. I, I would have to learn to how to do a harmony. No. <laughs> <laughs> a story we talk about it you hate them guys us and it's a book club get out drink. we heard from jerry turnbull hey jerry turnbull book club member yeah book club classic member. Book. yeah yes another classic member uh regarding the casting of baltimore you were asking. oh okay i just i literally just dumped like a hundred names yeah so so he had a great pick, Mark Strong. Okay. Mark Strong. Oh, so okay. Mark Strong, he was Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie. He was also Let, the bad less guy. Less about that movie, the better. Yeah, but he was also <laughs> the bad guy in Shazam. No, but he looks like that guy. He looks like Lord Baltimore. He absolutely looks like, 100% And he can do the like British, you know, yes. the British accent. And yeah, that's a that's great That's a great pick. cast. And he's one of those guys, like, he's a great actor, but I feel like he hasn't had, like, a huge a big breakout, breakout role. role. You yeah. know what I mean? Where he's like, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be great. Wasn't he also in Kick-Ass? Yes, he was in that. Um, they should do, like, an HBO Max series mm. with him as Baltimore. That would be amazing. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Netflix probably has the uh, Dark Horse, right? So it doesn't matter. Netflix, HBO, who cares, right? Oh, it, okay. Yeah. Okay. Netflix cool. does some gritty stuff. Yeah, though. yeah. Let's see some, let's see like Witcher style or I okay. don't know, at least that that kind of tone, maybe. Sure. Have, and, you, have you seen The Witcher? No, but I've seen enough of it to be like, this looks good. Right. It looks like it, like a lot of video game like stuff. Like aesthetically, you mean? Yeah, a lot of video game stuff looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that looks like an actual, like I've just seen. You like, mean just the aesthetic of it? Yeah, well, I see I, you watch some of it, and then I've just seen like clips of I it I had online. it on in the background while I was doing stuff. Yeah. I do actually need to give it and a proper be watch because like, uh, I didn't really watch it. And I'd be like, this looks, like it looks quality. It doesn't sure. look like um, sure. it's going to be yeah. like, it's going to end right. up being like a Twix commercial or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> Something like right. that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yes. Well, uh, right. Anyway. Sure. I, I I wanted to see it, but I came home and Kathy was like four episodes in, and I'm like, oh, I'll get back to it later, and then I just haven't. Yeah, but, uh, that's kind of what happened with me. But I saw enough of it where I was like, this looks all right. Yeah, it looks like, and the quality looked good. Sure, which is I and, think what's important. Like Game of Thrones, and not like yes. WB. Yeah, well, or whatever all... after school special. But I also think that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Internet. Uh, but I think The Witcher is also a book series as well. Yes, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. Ah. Was it a video game first or was it no, a book? I, I think it was a first. book first. It was a book before. Yes. So it was a book and then they made a video game and then they made a show. Yes. Okay. I think so. Sometimes that happens in a different order. So it, I don't it, know. It, yeah, I don't think that's the usual order, which is interesting. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about? We're not talking about The Witcher. We're talking about The Baltimore Show. About the Baltimore with Mark show. You, you, so you would like Witcher quality <laughs> with Mark Strong. Okay. There you go. Got yes, it. Yes, let's do it. Jerry also said for Danielle, and he posted Mike Mignola's I saw this. sketch I saw of the this. wooden leg. And there was a little, uh, some nice. text there that he, some hand lettering that said, <laughs> I don't know how this works. What does it say? 
Uh, but this is how it's put together. No, but it's like, what was the actual? I don't time? actually know how. This I don't works. actually know how this is supposed to work or whatever. So yeah, not even the guy who <laughs> originally drew it can tell us how that's supposed to work. Magic. Yeah, it's magic. Yeah, it's magical. All right, we got a hey damn guys from Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr, book club member. Yeah, it says. So awesome to hear Love Letters, the opening music. Great episode, you damn guys. Very excited for y'all to venture into the Baltimore books and all the other cool comics you guys are going to read. And speaking of What If, two of my favorite issues of What If are What If the new Fantastic Four had remained a team because I always thought that Hulk, Wolverine, Ghost Rider, and Spider-Man was an awesome group. Hold on, wait. Let's talk about this really quick. Because I loved those issues, right. uh, Fantastic oh, Four. Oh, me so, too. Yeah, if you're not familiar, that was some great, and it was some great Art Adam shit too. Because I love Art yes. Adams. Um, that's some classic stuff. But then the right, Fantastic but you just Four take the four most popular characters of the time: the they Hulk, really were. Wolverine, Ghost Rider, yeah. and fucking Spider Man. They're like, let's just mash them all together. Yes. Yeah, of course everyone's gonna go ape shit. I mean, yeah. It, it was, but it was a great story because it was like they did a Fantastic Four adventure. Like, it wasn't like, let's just put these guys together. Like, they fought the Mole Man or some shit. Like, it was like, <laughs> yeah. some, sure, sure. it was it was like pretty great. And then, right. um, so Hayden mentioned that one. And I was like, I think I've read that one. Uh, so I went and looked it up. And because I have the actual issue and I have a different one. So they've done different versions okay. of what ifs on oh. the same one. Because I have an issue called, what if this was the Fantastic Four and it's that team? And it's that team. Okay. But it's not oh, the wow. same issue that he's talking about. But in the one that I read, spoilers for that issue, it's really cool, though. Uh, they like it's um, a book club. We're going to be talking about stuff. Yeah, but basically they uh, I just want to say like they end up in the blue costumes, sure. okay. you know, Wolverine. Oh, all, nice. they, they're in the fantastic car and all that shit um, in the blues and everything. And it's it's now when did this rad. issue come out? Because you just gave a spoiler like tag for watch out be in case of spoilers for something that is maybe 30 years old no this is when one of the this? more recent what oh, this was i want to say like i don't know some it's, of the ones we're talking about now are it's super probably old. still like over 10 yeah. years old okay yeah that fantastic four run has one of my favorite hawk lines ever and he's like he's being picked up by one of the mole man monsters and he's like squeezing me like a tube of crest <laughs> what's the brand name they didn't just say toothpaste that's interesting okay so that was an awesome group hayden Nor is uh telling us about this thing is that oh and the kirkman and oming what if thor became galactus's herald because thor is my favorite marvel character and seeing a twist like that with him was so cool the first time i read it wait what was the team on that oming and who uh kirkman and oming wow yeah that sounds I read pretty that. cool okay i'm gonna have to look for that that issue sounds pretty cool yeah yes. we're gonna have to check that out that can that be our one? next round of okay. what ifs nice uh he signs off with can't wait for the next episode so yeah we can't wait to hear from you again hayden or thank you for that awesome but yeah nice. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do another batch of these what ifs i can already tell what we're we gonna say aubrey i was just gonna ask if he if y'all knew what issue that was because i would like to read that too we'll talk about we'll this. figure that out but uh they came off with these like they're just one shots yeah they started doing that about like 10 years ago anyway but we'll get into it a little bit more um as we get into the episode awesome thank you hayden we also heard from Tom Barnett. Tom Barnett. Book club member. Book club member. Another classic. Yeah. Also Hayden. Classic Hayden, right? I think um, we can dispense with that. I think everyone is going to be gonna people be classic, we already know. Right? It's fine. <laughs> we get it. He said, uh, I thought you weren't going to tackle the Outerverse, the Baltimore Joe Gollum stuff. Yeah, we say a lot of things. We're doing you know, it. We hardly ever mean we're anything doing it. that we say. You're going to love it. And you're going to love all this other stuff that we're doing. Too, I just so. said I was never going to do the thing again. I'm probably going to do it 11 <laughs> billion more times. So, you know, we also heard from Ad White. Ad White. Book club member. 
book club member. When will, uh, when will this arrive on other mainstream podcasting services? What's so, that? What what are what? The, so I think you uh add maybe talking about like uh you know iTunes, Google and all that kind of stuff cuz oh, right now know. it's just on Podbean. Right. But as of the time that I'm recording this episode, it's on everything except for Apple Podcasts. Okay. So we're still yes. waiting on the Apple Podcast. Do we have to pay for that? Is that a thing? That no, we, we just to... have to submit it and then okay. wait for it to be approved. Right. It takes a while. Sure. Um, hopefully, by the time this episode goes up, it'll be up there. But um, I'll let you guys. I'm I don't know anything links. about any of this. Anyway, John but it's does on. All uh, of it. It's on Google. It's on Amazon. It's on Spotify. Um, so you can find it on those places. You can also find it on our Podbean website. And uh, yeah, so, so this guy just basically told on himself that he just exclusively uses the Apple Podcast app. Well, we just yeah, that's what I use too. So that's what I'm saying though is he's like, when is this going to be on other stuff? I.e., the only thing that I use. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not on that one. No, it should why. be there soon too. Okay, Lassa Jurgensen. Lassa Jurgensen. Book club member. Yeah. He just commented, downloaded. Okay. Thank you. Nice. Appreciate it. Uh, we got a message from uh, Jules Oliveris. Jules Oliveris. Book club member. That's right. He says, uh, let me take a break from local comics with a K to post a quick shout out to the great host of the Hellboy Book Club podcast who just launched a new show called Book Club Member Comics podcast discussing uh, Mike Mignola and Christopher Golden's Baltimore, the plague of ships on their maiden episode. The Hellboy Book Club is what got me into a two-year-long journey of reading almost all Hellboy and Mignola-verse-related comics, which is still ongoing until t- until today. Damn you guys. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> look on your new podcast, John, Aubrey, and Danielle. I'll be tuning in weekly for sure. Awesome. Hashtag comics, hashtag Mignola-verse, hashtag Hellboy. Awesome. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. That was so nice. That's super nice. That's and, very yeah. fun. Thank you. Yeah, and I want to shout out, so he posted that from his page. It's called Comics Reader with a K. K instead of C's. Okay. Um, and he posts all this comic related content. It's really cool. It's a really cool Instagram page. So yeah, go check that out. Um, I thanked him, you know, for, yeah, yeah, I I thanked him for giving us that huge shout out on his social media and he said, you're welcome, but no, thank you for the great comic discussions, community and friendships you guys built. It's been a blast listening to the podcast these past few years. You guys kept my weekly two hour long drives to work entertaining and you spurned (laughs) me into collecting Mignolivers comics, which I immensely enjoyed reading. So That's very nice. cool. Yeah, community, friendship. Nice. That's what we're all about. I'm so glad to have some listener feedback already just on our first episode. So, yeah, thanks, everybody. And, uh, yeah, so you can check us out on all Especially of our socials. just everyone like, we love you. Thanks, guys. Yes. Which is, that's really super sweet. All right. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. Hey, how about it? And this week we're talking about some what if comics. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I love the what if comics. I read the what if comics as I was growing up. Yeah. So oh, I, have a nice I love little- them. I have a nice little collection to run across those randomly and find those and grab them out. I was so entertained by those cardboard box that they were sitting in and And whatever. There was a period corner of the bookstore, and there's a period where I would just buy one. Yeah, like we would go to the like dollar bin sales, and I'd be like, "If you see any what ifs, just get it. Absolutely, it doesn't matter what it is. I'll read it." Oh yeah, I've always enjoyed those, and so. We thought it'd be a good idea to talk about all of our favorite ones. So we went and looked at a bunch of what if issues. We missed the ones that Hayden talked about. Yeah. I want to check those I out. I want to check now. that out. There's a lot of good classic ones. There's a lot of good like old school. Yeah. You know, when you think about comics oh, yeah. from however long ago, those classic like just walls of text and Kirby <laughs> Crackle and 
I know, but it's and such then a... the Fantastic Four went to space. Gee, Invisible Girl, we're in space. <laughs> like it's just very. Some of it's hard to read. The Volume One stuff, yes, yes. It's so nostalgic yes, for yeah, me. Yes, it is. Um, and I really enjoyed just going back. And I think another thing that's, that's funny, a little behind the scenes thing, is we all <laughs> jumped around in our choices like several times. Right, we couldn't decide. You know what which I mean? I had a hard time decided. I had a hard mm. time deciding. I know Aubrey. <laughs> Was switching up until almost the last minute. <laughs> Aubrey was like, "I promise, this is the last change," you know. And Danielle, you were kind of up in the air until uh, you know recently. So anyway, I think it's we got a good little selection yeah. here for you, and we'd like to hear what some of well, your there's episodes. There's so many. Are. There's, there's just like so decades many. and decades. Yeah, oh my god, stuff. So I had so much fun just rereading all of these, yeah. and that's why I was just like, uh, "John, you don't even know how many times I didn't text you which ones right. I was going to change." <laughs> sure. You had some good ones in there. Um, we'll get into it. So I thought we would start off with yours, Aubrey. You picked What If Volume 2, number 13, from May 1990. What if Professor X had become Juggernaut? This one was so interesting. Written by Kurt Busiek, pencils by Vince Malkarek, inks by Ian Akin and Brian Garvey, letters by Gary Field, colors by Tom Vincent. we got to talk about this cover by Jim Lee. Yeah. Yes. uh, Jim Lee cover. That's pretty wild. Talk about this, Aubrey. Okay, so, I mean, first off, I mean, Jim Lee is just, you know, he's he's an amazing comic artist. And, uh, you know, he, his the way he draws Juggernaut is just really awesome. And then, you know, it's also some little trivia. You got Iceman on here. Iceman, not really in the comic. <laughs> right. But this, oh, right. I guess you're right. Basically just then, Silver Surfer with an ice bridge underneath him. Uh, but then this guy here at the very bottom with the glasses and the hair. That's supposedly Chris Claremont. Oh, okay. That's great. That's fantastic. Oh, wow. I'm loving that. That's yeah. Great. And then, so you know, the- it's just like Juggernaut's just like real big in the page and the X-Men sure. are surrounding him and he's about to grab this girl. Naughty Juggernaut. It looks like, is that supposed to be Jean or? No, she's blonde. <laughs> no, I think because, well, they're after humans. In oh, the thing, okay. So okay, I think right. it's yeah. like, it's just like, get out of here, regular people. But Sometimes like, the coloring is a little bit off on these. I mean, when was this? 1990? That's like yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, what's always struck me about this cover was that Cyclops. You right away go like, what happened what's to this Cyclops? Helmet here? He's, He's got, got this, this Galactus weird, helmet on. It looks like Strife or something. I don't even <laughs> know if Strife I had love, come out yet. Uh, I think Strife had come out, but I love this gla- this Cyclops helmet. Like I was just like, holy shit, Cyclops should wear that all the time. It's the goofiest <laughs> thing. Years ago. It's so oh, goofy. It's goofy. Of course it's goofy. I realize that now. It's fun. <laughs> I saw this one as a kid. It's very fun. Yeah, but I mean, I mean everyone looks like, goofy as shit, so it's not like yeah. it stands out from everybody else or anything like that. Oh man, it's so good though. This is actually from the Marvel Wiki. This is Earth nine oh five. Oh, uh, so uh, it starts off with a bunch of mutants. Uh, it's got Cyclops and uh, Colossus with a with a nice little chin beard. Scarlet Witch, uh, Thunderbird, who famously died. Yeah. Um, and then a new guy, I can't remember what his name is, like Unis or something. Yeah, uh, Unis. What a weird what a weird name. Yeah. It's a and weird are, design too. They are they are hunting the humans and uh, they see some humans and they're doing some spray paint. Muties die bloody. Yeah, mutants die bloody, I guess. Oh, wow. That's uh and then, you know, Cyclops blast him with a blast to get him to stop and then uh, turn the page and you got uh, Professor Xavier. That the is the funniest fucking thing I have ever seen. The big boss. That's what they call him. And he know. sure is a big He's a boss. He's a chunky boy. He's just <laughs> I, a wide chunky yeah, boy. I love it. He, he just looks great. And then, you know, I mean. I laughed aloud when I saw this. 
<laughs> oh, I know. It, it's like a, such a like. It's also such a, a different take on the art yes, from like the Jim Lee cover to this. I don't know why this makes me laugh so much, but it's so fucking funny. Because it's hilarious. Yes. It's like Professor Xavier got swole. He sure did, man. What? <laughs> what am I looking? He's just, so he's he, a- I think what it is is he looks like a big smooth baby. He looks like a big baby man. He does. But he's like a strong, like king baby, like a strong sausage baby. <laughs> I don't know what it is about. There's something about it that's just so off about it. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so the professor is telling them about uh, some mutants, uh, some humans doing some shit and they got to sure. go stop. Uh, but then you get the uh, exposition from the watcher. Here comes the watcher. Here he comes to tell you about what he's watching. You know, he goes in to talk about how, like, some things diff- happen differently. You know, sure. all of them start out the same way. Like you do, yeah. He talks about uh, alternate reality, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then yeah, you turn the page and you got Cyclops sitting at home. He doesn't mm-hmm. have his helmet on this time. Just you incredible. Got, you got Rachel floating up to him and uh, Christopher and Philip. So Cable and... Uh, Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody. Oh man, that's great. Uh, So is he with Gene? Is he with Gene at this? Oh yeah, yeah. Gene starts walking in. He got what he wanted. He's like miserable. He looks like well because they're murdering people in the streets constantly. (laughs) That's not a fun job. He's not loving that. Man, there's a lot of fucking text on this page too. (laughs) Well, I think the takeaway here because you were just like, oh, why is he so miserable? We're Nazis, Gene. I hate it. I hate being a Nazi. I hate to do this. And so that's yeah, that's gonna make you miserable. But but I plus think, look at uh, the boots he's got on. That's just some '90s boots. <laughs> but I think um, it's an interesting way to open this scene because it's kind of like you see Cyclops and he's with Gene and they have ki- all these kids. Yeah, and he's just right? like sitting there, like totally. Yeah, I just think it's interesting to be like, oh, here's like a guy that supposedly gets everything that he yeah wanted and that yeah. didn't get in our what we know. Not really like yeah. this. You know, what's interesting though is like. Um, that Rachel and Christopher are not Jean Grey's children because Rachel's right. mother was the actual Phoenix and Christopher Nathan Summers' uh, mother was Madeline Pryor. Aubrey, you're you're too much of a nerd right now. <laughs> Fuck, I know. <laughs> I love it though. I'm so glad you have that trivia right there. So when we turn the page, the watcher goes, you know, because they're like, what happened to us? And you turn the page and the watcher's like, that's a good question. Exposition. Let me show you this. Here's some more exposition for so, you. So, I, Danielle, as I was reading this, I was just like, oh, I'm so sorry, Danielle. I know you hate exposition. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just the why majority don't you tell of this me? Comics... Why don't you tell me instead of show? Why don't you just, just walls of text? Let's yeah, do I it. Mean, Let's jump into this wall of text. I did, but I, I did like this scene because it shows what happened different. I yes, like seeing yeah. that. So um, when they Professor X is with him when he finds yeah. the jewel or whatever. And then it, I yeah, can the, skim it, though, because they are illustrating it. So I don't oh, have yeah. to read it. Like, I, I get the gist of it, right? I like it, I like it when uh, Kane is standing there and he goes, that'll teach you standing around looking with your dumb face hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Just smacks him in the face. It's just brilliant dialogue. It's yeah. fantastic. No, but they find that Ceterac gem or whatever. Yeah. And it says, mm-hmm. uh, as Xavier shoves his stepbrother aside, accidentally striking the ruby as he does so. And he's like, no, don't touch it or whatever. So right. that's what happens that's different anyway. So they got crimson yeah. bands of, of uh, you said Ciderac. Is it Ciderac or Ciderac? Pronunciation. Oh, how do we know? Because like, I, I always, I guess, read it differently. I, I might be completely wrong because it's a made-up fucking word so yeah. i don't know I, 
I, I've always pronounced it as Sidorak myself. Sidorak. Okay, cool. Let's stick with that. that. We'll stick with it then. Yeah. So then what are we doing now? Everything's going uh, The mountain comes crashing down on him. And then um, you start seeing the, um, you know, he wasn't able to form the X-Men. So you start seeing things from other people's perspective. Okay. So from X-Men 1, you get Magneto destroying, or uh, I guess invading the, just some of the rocket. Uh, but the Fantastic Four show up to kick his ass. Okay. And then you just kind of see, the, you know, the mutants are uh, being hunted. And then Magneto starts taking them in. And then you get this, like, Nice little splash page at the end, at the bottom of the next page. We yeah. got like Beast and Quicksilver and Nightcrawler and Blob wearing a toga, it looks it's a, like. It's <laughs> a dope panel, though. You got Puck in there. Angels in Don't there. Don't forget yeah. about Puck. No, that's Classic. Beast. That's Beast. Oh, shit. I thought that was Puck. No, you're right. That's Beast. Yeah. Um, I like that Quicksilver's in there. That's cool. And then you got like some guys all like, you know, like looks like he's targeting Angel with a sniper rifle. All right. But the whole time, uh, Professor Xavier, while he's digging himself out, you know, he's like a hundred feet, three more miles, sunlight. But he's got his um, using his mental powers to know what's going on in the world and everything. Ah. Right. Right. So he's like aware that Magneto has rounded up all the mutants for his cause and everything. Now, how now, can yeah. he use his psychic powers? On he can't use his psychic powers on Magneto though he can use it on everybody else yeah, around Magneto he, he yeah so he knows what other people are thinking about Magneto okay. but yeah the, let me ask you this since you're so X Men savvy is that what happened to the real Juggernaut did he get trapped under the mountain and he had to do all that to come out for a million years or whatever yeah he had to dig himself out out of the mountain and um, but I mean he didn't have the psychic powers his whole thing was. I want to get back to my house and kick Xavier out. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> that's awesome. because you know, because you know, uh, Kane, Marco, and Xavier are like half brothers or step brothers. Right, or right, like right. Yeah. yeah. So we've got um, the legion of evil mutants. Uh, I don't think they're evil. I think they're correct, but whatever. Well, you know, this is back in the day where everything had to be evil. Everything had to be evil. Exactly. <laughs> there was no nuance or anything like that. No shades of gray. And then if you turn the page, you see the army fighting them, and then you see the one panel with Iceman going up in flames. <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. That's horrible. Oh, oh. Then, nice. That's what I always do. You is that, that from, the, from the Spider-Man and his great. amazing friends. That's fantastic. Oh, nice. I love that. And then all of a sudden, that. Xavier shows up as a juggernaut, and there's a lot of guys trying Ooh, to tackle him like him, a yeah. football <laughs> So he, he shows up at the UN, I guess. Where is uh, he? What he's like, I, I'm going to the UN all the I way guess. from Korea. <laughs> yeah, that's But he's wild. the juggernaut, so he can just like fucking yeah. book it, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> so he's like, hear <laughs> me, nations of Earth. Where is he? Yeah, it's the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, Charles, I'll beat the shit out of you. Oh, it says he uh, went to New York. Well, what's in New York where everyone's sitting around like this? The UN. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he's all like, hear me, nations of Earth, henceforth and forever, mutants the world over under my protection. Any human attempting to harm any mutant anywhere will answer to me. That all right. is all. <laughs> <laughs> that is all. Wow. That's a great sign off. Yeah. Fantastic! Very dramatic. And then he walks out, and uh, he has a conf confrontation with Magneto. And Magneto is trying to use his magnetic powers on the metal that's surrounding him, and to no avail. And then it's Xavier just panel, walks though. out. That's a great panel. Oh, I like yeah. this panel yeah. where he's using. His I love powers. this classic art, and yeah. I love the Magneto yeah. in the red and purple. 
It's so fucking cool. Looks really cool. good. Sorry, Aubrey, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So, so oh, no, no. Magneto's he, trying to use his powers, and Juggernaut's like, uh, just, maybe you didn't fucking hear me, <laughs> chump. Your presence is no longer required. It crushes his helmet. And Takes his helmet off and crushes it, says, it like a soda can, like says, a beer can. He really does. And then it says, Magneto turns into parts and is never seen again on the face of the earth. <laughs> Holy shit. He got schooled that bad. He's like, I'm going to Asteroid He's like, M. You know what? And that's it. Asteroid M I'm, it is. I'm fucking off forever. <laughs> He's all like, fuck you guys. I'm going elsewhere. So, so thoroughly, completely dunked on so hard that he left the face of the earth forever. Well, it was. It was it was his favorite helmet. So yeah. <laughs> uh, then you see them at the X Mansion, and the Sentinels are attacking, and Xavier wasted no time. Is this the X Mansion? I think that's what it, it looked like back in the just, day. It looks like just like a little like a like a well, little farmhouse. It's like it does so kind of look like the a X Mansion, house, yeah. looking like a castle or something. Well, it, it got blown up a few times, so uh, okay. So this is probably pre-blown up. Sure, sure. <laughs> Xavier just takes out the Sentinels, and then you see him um, versus the Fantastic Four. And I like Xavier just runs off <laughs> and uses his powers to concoct some spray, and then he cures them all. And I'm sitting there thinking, Reed, you've been trying to cure Ben for 60 years. <laughs> And Xavier does it in like five minutes. Oh, <laughs> shit. You're right. This was the part of the issue where I was like, ah, this is why Aubrey picked this. Because yeah. it takes a turn. It sure where does. Where you go, wait a minute. What? He creates a, a spray yeah. that yeah. kind of just nullifies superpowers that are not gas. mutants. Yeah. I guess it's not. it works on everyone that's not a mutant. Well, they, well, right. they, were, they got their powers from cosmic, ra- rays cosmic radiation or something like that. And so I guess he's found a sciencey way to undo that. So some of them are probably psyched about it. <laughs> uh, you got to read what Ben Grimm says. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I'm cured. It's what I've always dreamed of. But of all the crummy times. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like what? Okay. It's That's great. correct. And the power loss is permanent. Now leave and do not bother us again. Yes. Wow. Okay. 90s comic books. And then, and then you see him like do the same thing to Hawk and Daredevil. But I love it. He, he bankrupts Tony Stark. Yeah, and he just fucking becomes brutal. an alcoholic. It's horrible. A ploy that drove him prematurely to the bottle and to hopeless alcoholism. Steady on. Wow. That's a little fucked up. That really is. But then I I like what he does with Spider-Man. He's all like, stay out of mutant affairs, Peter Parker, or your aunt will be told of your secret. The shock killer. Okay, Peter. Way to (laughs) abdicate responsibilities. (laughs) He he noped out of that pretty quick. He was like, why? Sure. Okay. I can't have anything hurt Aunt May. The Crypt Keeper, Aunt May. She was still right. like 110 in this. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> and then uh, Giant Man and the Wasps get shrunk down to the subatomic universe. Captain America gets refrozen. What <laughs> the fuck? Put this fucker he back put him on in ice. A fucking ice bird? <laughs> Why? You, like, okay, so Daredevil and the Hulk underwent cures similar to that. So he cures the Hulk, right, of his radiation poisoning. Or whatever the fuck he's got. Yeah. And Daredevil was blinded as a child. Oh, but he so was... did he give him his sight back? Okay, this is an interesting question because <laughs> I don't. Well, because the the chemicals that blinded him also gave oh, him his powers. Oh, it's chemicals that blinded him. So maybe yes, he did right, get his sight yeah. back. So 
He can no longer do his sonar. Yeah, but maybe he can see. Or maybe maybe the chem the he cured him of his powers, but he's still blind. He's still got chemical burns on his eyeballs. So he just is. Oh well, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Namer's too busy. Because his and... superpower, his superpower is being able to do all kinds of like he can yeah. sense everything yeah. like really like a lot. So it would just he wouldn't have. I that. guess he can't do. I mean, yeah. wouldn't he still be able to do that though? Wouldn't you practice that enough to where you're like, I can still do this actually? I don't know. I don't he's know. Like, I'm, I'm still a blind ninja, motherfucker. <laughs> right? Like he's still a badass. I mean, he can still fight really good. I mean, most you're of, absolutely right. Most you're of his powers right. didn't go into his eyeball. Like most of it is just from the fact that he's just really good at biting people. Well, and he just is right? good at getting beat up yeah. too. He just yeah. he can take a beating. Stop. Yeah, you're right. So I don't know about that one. He would be like maybe like a Batman, sure, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he would be Batman. Yeah, he would yeah. be like Batman. you know he's ba- Batman who is not sighted, which is still pretty badass. Yes. I would argue even more badass. Yes. Anyway, uh, Prince Namor. Uh, uh, he's busy with undersea matters. Well, you know, Atlantis he's, and everything. He's busy with undersea matters. So, like, and, why'd they even mention him? Why is he even there? Probably because uh, somebody would be like, you didn't tell us what Namor was doing. I guess. And uh, Thor's, like, too busy in Asgard. Yeah, like, w- wouldn't Thor be like, hey, stop, stop it. Stop. Stop doing this, actually. Or he doesn't give he a doesn't shit. He doesn't have time for Midgard affairs. <laughs> I mean, think about the movies. Like, he's always just leaving and he's gone for a couple years. And then he yeah. gets I was back busy. And he's like, what's up? I was busy drinking beers and stuff. Leave me alone. What's up? Too busy, too busy you partying up? in the nine you realms. <laughs> yeah. You up, I'm back. <laughs> and then Doom just got his ass handed to him. <laughs> I would like to see that. I want to see Juggernaut take out Dr. Doom. That would be pretty cool. I think we that would just be instantaneous. Yeah, that's... Especially if it's Xavier Juggernaut. Wouldn't that just be... That wouldn't last very long sure, at I all. I guess you're right. That would... It would just shove him out of frame. That's it. He's dead. And then uh, the Russians, uh, I guess this would be the Soviet Union at the time, uh, were so paranoid, they bombed the world. Yikes. But don't worry. Xavier used the same thing he did to cure uh, the Fantastic Four and the other guys and just cured radiation from the planet. So he's learned how to cure radiation poisoning, basically. Okay. Basically. Okay. I missed that when I read this. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Hmm. It says he used his telepathic mind and devised a method of leaching the poison radiation from the Earth's atmosphere or biosphere. That's pretty sweet. I'm like, that's pretty damn cool. I like how everyone's just terrified of him, but like he's doing some pretty sweet, awesome shit. And then he's like, uh, he's standing there. He's all like, ha ha ha. Right. I didn't actually say that. But then uh, the watcher's like, and that's where we are now. And then flash to a couple of humans. You're all caught up. You're all caught up, people reading this. Thank you, Watcher. And then you flash to a couple of humans. They're like, melons again? Mutant markets have the best selection of fresh meat, but they're so far, and it scares me. Oh, Who would have okay. thought this would have been our golden years? <laughs> so, okay, they're eating a melon, and they're complaining <laughs> about fresh melons. All the humans are now like, uh, the tables have been turned. But what if it was reversed? <laughs> okay. And then you got a whole bunch of generic mutants called the Buzz Boys. Love it. Love you that. Got, you got blue guy, stick it to the wall guy, pink guy, <laughs> laser eyes, and Mr. Right. Mohawk. Love it. It's fantastic. This is great. We're throwing fire hydrants into the air and blasting them with eye lasers. 
Man. Oh That's good. And then they're like, let's pick on the humans. Knock, 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 humans. Come on out. And then you cut to Cyclops and Gene. There's an alarm. They fly out to see what's going on. But no, Angel and Quicksilver and that other guy, Onus. <laughs> Onus. What's going on with Angel's shorts here? Well, yeah, what is I, going on with that? They, they didn't color it. I don't know. It's not no. colored. I don't know about that. <laughs> so it just I, think, looks... I think that's his outfit from when he was in either the Champions or the Defenders when he first started. But he mm. did wear a outfit that's skimpy. Yes, okay. but but the underwear is flesh colored. Yeah, it looks yeah, like in yeah. this panel. That, I'll have to post a picture of this. So it looks like he's just a uh, commando yeah. under that. He's, he's free balling it. He looks. <laughs> How do you know he just not? He's all like, "Fuck mutant, new mutant rules. Fuck you, human uh, norms." <laughs> he looks like Zap Brannigan. <laughs> he does. I'm sorry. He looks like Zap. He looks like Zap Brannigan. Oh shit! He so does. It's good. It's good Cyclops actually. and Gene observe that uh, Warren's squad—they're not known for their lenience. Okay, great. And then they—I guess they just smack the humans around more. Sure. And then it cuts to Cyclops talking to everybody like, "Hey guys, doesn't it suck that we're all Nazis now?" <laughs> we should stop. Probably <laughs> stop being Nazis. I love panels like this. Yeah, there's where like there's just like guys. everybody in there. I mean, uh, you got Mystique in there. It's great. Who's this green and purple guy, Aubrey? Who is that guy? Uh, crap. Uh, Mysterio, not Mysterio. Um, uh, Mesmero. 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 Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. You got look at this Har- guy. Sauron. Look! 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 Yes. Sauron. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, this—that's uh, uh, Summer's Havoc? boy. Yeah, Summer's boy. Havoc. Yeah. Uh, Alex Summers. Alex Summers, thank you. I his first name. Sunfire, uh, Callisto supposedly in there. Oh yeah, there's Callisto with the eye patch in nice. there. You got Blob. Uh-huh. There's a lot um, of cool characters. I love panels like this. It's very cool. Very cool. Old school toad with this collar. Yeah. Man. Oh man, and he's ba- and, and and all he did was bounce around and talk shit. That was it. <laughs> that was all he did. Oh uh, yeah, I know it's uh it probably dated and wouldn't work translate well, but I love that Sunfire costume with the weird headpiece thing. Oh yeah. Really? Hell yeah. Yeah. I always love that Sunfire costume. Yeah, really? Oh, really it looks good. like Caliban is there in front of a Is that Polaris? Oh, that's Yeah, Caliban. that's Polaris. Man. Very cool. Pretty good looking team. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Some dog so, shit costumes. So Cyclops makes his case, and then Toad like freaks out. You're a traitor! I'm gonna go tell the boss. Oh, jeez. And the other guys are like, "What drivel? I'm out of here. Forget like, it. Have it. Let like him waste to, his time. <laughs> I like to be a shithead. Actually, it's good. I think this is Una say, "Forget it, Havoc. Let him go. He wants to open a soup kitchen for the Ords. More power to him. Me, I like it. Find the way it is. And then like Angel's like, I don't believe what I'm hearing. We've never had it so good. And you want to throw it all away? You think the humans would be generous if they were on top? Beast is like, yeah. Remember what they did to Bobby? Oh, right. Bling. Yeah. They fried him. Yeah. Yep. And then they're about to start fighting. And Professor Xavier's like, no. <laughs> oh. No, I'm sorry. Stop. He sure does. I will not permit mutant blood to be spilled in my house, but you guys can fuck right off. Beefaroni has spoken. <laughs> but he kind of says, hey, if you want to leave, you lo- you can go. Yeah, get yeah. out of it. That, that's, I thought that was kind of all yeah, right. You know, he's good. like, yeah. hey, no, nah, none of this fighting stuff. If they want to go, just let them go. Uh, as they walk out of the building, you hear, Psst. like they could hear that from, like, why are you doing that right, from across are, the street? That's like a stage whisper. He's like, over uh, here, you jerks. Ooh. 
Does mutant powers make you deaf or what? <laughs> rude. It's very rude. Well, it's uh, Kane Marco, and he's ah. sporting a fancy headband. <laughs> sure is. Look at that. Everybody had a headband. Yeah. Uh, but this is in? a... But this headband blocks Professor Xavier from reading his thoughts, and it kind of gives some damping powers to the people around him because Flash to Xavier, he's like, I know they've been standing in that alleyway for a while, but I can't tell what's going on. Hmm. Mm, okay. And then he just stands there like a jackass. He sure <laughs> does. <laughs> and then uh, Kane gets him to go with him. They go into a room, and he's all like, Hurry it up, will you? I guess being a mutant makes you slow as well as stupid. That's He's good. all like, Margo, we have agreed to accompany you, not to bear your insults. We still have giving you a reason to trust you, whatever. I He's love like, That's this right. part where so much, I can't see who it is. It's Gene. She's like, hey, are, are we in outer space? It's like, oh, yeah, chalk one up to the babe in the medieval swimsuit. You bet <laughs> we're in outer space. Yeah, he's very... Uh, That's fun shit. He's very condescending he's, to them, yeah. He's a rude uh, dude. He really is. And then, look who it is. It's Magneto. Love him. Yeah. What, no word of greeting for your former leader? No matter. Welcome to Asteroid M. We have serious business to discuss. <laughs> he took the time to say, welcome to Asteroid M. We got, uh, we got sandwiches over here. Yeah. <laughs> Vending machines just around the corner. He's like, Kane, bring him up to speed. And then we get Kane's sob story. Magneto shows up. Oh, kicks, I mean, not Magneto. Juggernaut shows god, more exposition. So much. so much. Oh my god. He gets kicked out of the house, and that's when he swore revenge. He took that band from me, and then he took my house. Oh, and then he just meets Magneto in the woods. Just that's hanging great. out in the woods. That's fantastic. Just shaking hands. <laughs> in the woods? <laughs> That is so good. Uh, Magneto says, like, uh, we need to get rid of him. I made this headband of raw to uh, stop you guys from uh, the professor from reading your thoughts. Oh, it's made out of what? Oh, it's the metal that makes up his armor, the molecular structure. So when I battled the juggernaut, I read the molecular structure of the metal that makes up his armor. It took me 20 years, but he could, like, so he synthesized that. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. All right, good. We turn the page. You get a coloring mistake because Cyclops' costume all of a sudden becomes magenta. That's fantastic. (laughs) The whole page. For two panels, yeah. Yeah. Well, it would be because the whole page would be printed like that would be seem yk yeah so something happened to the ink on this page. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I mean everybody else is colored normally, but Cyclops all of a sudden so odd. Maybe it's like a mood costume. It changes with his mood. Oh, maybe. It's, yeah, like a mood <laughs> ring, but it's his costume. He's like, we're around Magneto now. I got I to gotta match him a little bit. It's good stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they agree to join Magneto. They each grab their own headband, and kathoo, they break back into the house. Stylish, stylish group of group of they've all got headbands guys on. here yeah, yeah. I wanna, there's some disco music going on in yeah the background, absolutely some sort of like uh, that would be fun for sure and then they start trying to you know attack they they knock out uh, mesmero and, and nightcrawler there's a big punch and, up there's a big punch yeah. up happening here and there's fighting going on and then cyclops he's uh, shoots beast and then he goes there and he shoots cerebro and he's all like cyclops now i'm gonna kick your ass <laughs> <laughs> nobody flouts my authority Nobody disobeys the juggernaut. Yes. No. Okay. Oh, and you get Havoc charging up back there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's just like black and white, too. That's very nice. Pietro's saving Wanda. 
It's classic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cool detail. And then they they drop a giant cinder block on him. <laughs> I guess. It's like, a it's like old... the size. It's like a cinder block the size of a. Uh, it's like a big old building called? or something. Storage. No. Yeah, it's like a storage container. Yeah, a storage container. Yeah, what they make tiny houses out of now. <laughs> he just busts right through that, and he grabs Colossus, rips the headband off, reads his mind, and he knows exactly what's going oh, on. No. Yeah. He's all like, "I want to know one thing before I kill you, Scott." How could you ally yourself with my most hated enemy? How could you betray me like this after everything I taught you? I betrayed nothing. You corrupted every principle you ever espoused, twisted your dream into a nightmare. You've gone mad, Professor, and you've got to be stopped. Just some incredible dialogue <laughs> we've got going on here. And it just keeps going until it they blow it. It keeps going. <laughs> it sure does. Until an explosion happens. And Cyclops is under the delusion that he was actually going to get through to this megalomaniac. Yeah. Amazing. Because he get a thought bubble goes, no, not now. I was getting through to him. I know it. I only needed it was a few more minutes. No, dude. Sorry. The last thing the Juggernaut said to him was, I'll snap your neck like a twig. Yeah. So I don't know how much yeah. you were getting through no, to him. It wasn't working. I don't know. And then he gets uh, blown out into space and he just... I guess just rocketing off towards, his, well, I don't know, Saturn, maybe. Yeah, where is he going? <laughs> yeah, it says the directional charges plant in the floor, blast away a quarter ton of asteroid M. Uh, this is this is scary as shit. Hurtling yeah. uncontrollably through space, he can't like get a hold of anything, and then he's, he's the juggernaut. He's possibly immortal, definitely indestructible, and above all, unstoppable. Unstoppable. Nothing can stop the juggernaut, and nothing ever will. Jeez. That's yeah. fucking scary. Yeah, Ugh, like out there forever. I don't like it. It's and then uh, oh, Magneto's like, he's gone. He's finally gone. At last, I am free to seize the power that's been denied me so long. At last, Magneto shall rule. Cyclops is like, I got something to say to you, Magneto, and I'm only going to say it once, so you might want to write this down because it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> we may have doubts about the juggernaut, but we're no one, under no illusions when it comes to you. If you think you can waltz in and take over where he left off, think again. We're not going anywhere. We'll protect mutant kind, humanity, the whole world against you or any other threat of peace, freedom, anywhere, anytime, any terms. Is that understood? And I'm pretty sure everybody's left because who cares here with all that? <laughs> yeah, or I'm going to go get some lunch. You just... Uh... Okay. Oh, you're still talking? <laughs> you're still here. Okay. Great. And so Magneto, like, uh, you, you know, he bugs off with Kane, and Kane's all like, maybe I'm not his friend. Maybe I'm his henchman or something. Yeah. And you stand there with Quicksilver. Uh, are they in Scarlet the vacuum Witch. of space with these little flimsy masks? They're looking masks. out into they where are. he flew out. Yeah. They just have and, these little masks on, just their yep. mouth and nose. Exactly. I don't know if that works. Maybe, no. I was going to say maybe Jean is using her telekinesis, but no. I was going to say maybe Scarlet Witch is using her hex powers, and why would they have the little masks on? They wouldn't yeah. need it. So, exactly. Anyway, that's fantastic. That's good. So that was, and that's the end. And this has always been one of my favorite of the what ifs, but I kind of forgot how exposition heavy it was. Because yeah. like, I only think about like the, the story and all that. And What happened, right. Yeah, and then the ending to what happened to, to Professor Xavier Juggernaut always is like, ooh, that's fucking Yeah, it's very trippy. creepy. But then after a while, I started thinking, well, what if you slipped into a dimensional wormhole or something? like? Because, you know, oh. you get people from other universes showing up in the main sure. Marvel Universe. I'd like to see this Professor Xavier Juggernaut show up in the main MCU. Okay. Not MCU. 
well, maybe the MCU, but no, definitely the Mar- the Marvel six one six universe. That'd be really cool. Okay. What about um? But would he die? Would it in the vacuum of space? He doesn't have like a mask on or anything. Yeah, but they were saying he's he's like immortal or whatever. Oh, oh, right. The gem makes him. The yeah, gem. yeah. So you're absolutely right, Aubrey. Okay, cool, and, cool. And with him just floating around in space for so long, I mean, he went crazy under that mountain. He's definitely gonna go crazy in the sure. in the empty void of space. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Until he comes across yeah. some somebody, some guy. Yeah, Thanos or something. And Eternals or somebody. Tell us what you think happened if the what if was a real what if. What if that happened? A werewolf? Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one, Aubrey. Good, good job. Thank you. You did a great Thank job you, with that, man. That was yeah. fun. Yeah, I, I love that issue. I mean, it, it's always going to be one of my favorites. Oh, and for everybody listening, this is not available digital. You actually have to go find the single issue. Right, for this yeah. I know. Yeah, that's what sucks about these is you have to like we actually to hunt, hunt them down. down. So they were kind of yes. hard to find. Yeah. yeah. So this is What If Volume 2, Issue 13. And uh, the issue that I picked, I, ha- I also had a hard time uh, picking which issue I wanted to do. Uh, but the one that I settled on was one of my classics from my childhood that I had. What If Volume 2, Number 22 from February 1991. What if the Silver Surfer had not escaped Earth? Yeah. This is written by Ron Mars. So Ron Mars, I mean, he's awesome. Now, you're a um, big Silver Surfer I fan. am. And uh, part of the reason why I think I love this is because the pencils are by Ron Lim. He's my Silver Surfer pencils. Okay, nice. And that's oh. my Silver Surfer run. That's the Silver Surfer that I grew up that reading. came up on, yeah. Is the Ron Lim Silver Surfer. And the fact that they get him to do this what if, like, that was so important That's to me as someone cool. who was reading these comics at the time. Right. You know what I mean? It made me want to pick up this issue just seeing that he does the cover, too. You just see that Silver Surfer Ron Lim, and you're like, ah, this is the stuff I'm reading. I like this. Excellent. I had actually never read this one. So, like, I got it. I was like, I saw Ron Mars and Ron Lim and Terry Austin. I was like, oh, shit. This is the yes. These are the guys that worked on the Silver Surfer during the Infinity Gauntlet days. Exactly. Terry Austin, like Aubrey said, is on Inks, Colors by Tom Vincent. And the cover is by Ron Lim and Terry Austin. You know, we open up and we've got, I'm the Watcher. Oh, shit. Look at me. I'm the Watcher. And I'm going to tell you about all the things that happen. This is Earth 912. Oh, okay. okay. Pretty cool. So this came out a year after the one we just read. Yes. Which is very interesting. In the actual Silver Surfer run, if you guys don't know, the Silver Surfer was trapped on Earth after he betrayed Galactus. Galactus was like... I'm going to make this invisible bubble around the earth and you won't be able to escape. And now you're going to have to be here. And the Silver Surfer was like, dang. And so he was like sad for like years and years and years. He had like adventures and all this kind of stuff, but he wasn't able to escape that bubble or whatever. He even joined the Defenders at one point. Yeah, he did. Well, he actually did uh, escape Earth in volume two, number one in 1982. But then like something happened where he had to save Shalaba and he gave her the last of his energy so that way she could turn into an energy ball or something like that. And so he was imprisoned again until Silver Surfer volume three, number one in 1987. So that was the class. That's where you're kicking off with the Ron Lim stuff. So um, I like that he's flying out of Galactus's eye. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Because he was the herald, but so you're so there's been a couple years of the Ron Lim run going when this issue comes out. So you're all familiar. You're you know you should be caught up with this stuff. Um, in that issue, uh, the champion, uh, you know, there's that battle with the champion and all that kind of stuff. He's so shiny. Yeah, yeah. Ron Lim always draws him with these little like uh, very the little sparkles and stuff like that. He's always got that Kirby crackle thing, and then mm-hmm. you just get some great uh, little background touches. You got like. Uh, Eros, you got like what is that the in betweener 
fucking Drax, nice. uh, uh, Thanos, uh, uh, Skrull, Nebula. Star Fox, the brother to Thanos. Oh, okay. you're right. Okay, there you go. Who has the creepier power. What was that? He could make uh, people fall in love with him. So he's uh, definitely gross. got... He's, he's, he's date rape boy. That's gross. <laughs> That's gross. So we get this classic... Uh, we see Silver Surfer. He's just running at the thing full speed. Yeah. Let me see if I just pick up enough speed to slam into this thing again. But he does this a couple times if you go back and look at those old Fantastic Fours, you know, when he's trying to get out. So... I like their. I feel like they're paying tribute to some of that work, and uh, so Reed Richards comes out and he's like, "Hey, you're trapped here. You're not going to be able to like get out of here. But your time would at least be occupied. You would at least have purpose in your life as a member of the Fantastic Four. You wouldn't be alone anymore." And Sue's like, "You'd have a home." And so the Silver Surfer's like, "All right, let's do this." Sue has some fantastic hair going on. Oh, she really does. We had a. We're coming back. We had some technical difficulties behind the scenes. Uh, we're getting back into our issue now. We're picking up right here where Reed recruits the Silver Surfer and Chrome Dome here. He says, I've always been alone in the universe, friend Richards. Possibly it is time I change my ways. If you can accept an alien in your midst, I will join you. So this was always one of my favorite parts of this comic book was this giant double splash yeah, page that we get great. of like, you know, the Fantastic Four going on all their adventures. But now they've got the Silver Surfer with them. So they're just like knocking around Annihilus. They fucking great. knock around Doctor Doom, this giant Terminus monster, the Mole Man, the Frightful Four. Look at these guys. Look at the Man, Frightful Four. So what awesome. do you think about that guy? It's not like the Wizard. Who are these? I don't even know who all oh, these guys I are. Who, I forgot who the Frightful Four were, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're, they're cleaning house. The Fantastic Four versus Annihilus. That was the first time in, in issue 140 in 1972. The Mole Man is in the first issue Terminus was in issue 270 in 1982. Doctor Doom is a ton of times, but uh, and the Frightful Four the first time was in FF 36 in 1964. But like in between the time that the Silver Surfer escaped Earth and then that this issue came out, they actually did fight the Mole Man and Doctor Doom between now and then. But I thought it was kind of weird for them to go back on some of these other characters that. They fought like a long time ago, like when the Silver Surfer would have been. I think it's just like here's around. a big montage. We're, yeah, we're fighting anyway. But I love how like they just beat the shit out of everybody when yeah, they've got the Silver good. Surfer. They're cleaning house, and they've got the five. So now they're the Fantastic Five. Yeah, they all on have all fives their, on their uniforms. It's really great. Which is similar to the uniform that they wore in the very first What If issue. What if Spider-Man had joined the Fantastic Four? That's great. Oh, nice. Okay. But I love how I love how Surfer just holds the moment up by his collar. He's all, yeah, you know, there we see them out there in the Fantastic Car and stuff like that, and Silver Surfer. But he still longs to be, you know, in space. And so we get this one panel: <laughs> the Fantastic Four are around a newspaper, and it says "FF saves New York," and they're all like, "Look at us, we're amazing, we're, we're heroes." And Silver Surfer is like that meme where he's like, uh, <laughs> "What's that meme where he's like?" Yeah. Uh, they have I'm, no idea that I'm a sad, right. sad boy or, or whatever, whatever it is. Yes. I, I have no crossed. idea that he's got the arms crossed and everything. It is exactly it's that great. meme. Anyway, oh, so I thought good. that was hilarious. They're like, hey, we're having beers. We're looking at movies. You want to come hang out with us? And he's like, no. I'm going to well, stare like into space and imagine my girlfriend from outer space. 
I like Shalabal. Yeah. I like the movie that they're talking about going to go see is The Medieval Dead, which is what Sam Raimi really wanted to call Army of Darkness. Wow. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. I didn't know yeah. that. Aubrey, what that's if? Great. What if that's what the movie was yeah, called? What if that's what the movie was that's called? That's great. I thought that was just a reference to Evil Dead, the 1981 horror film by Sam Raimi starring Bruce Campbell. I, actually, I've been watching the Evil Dead movies this past week, so. But I, but I, I did know that because Sam Raimi originally wanted to call it the Evil Dead, um, the Medieval Dead, but Universal's like, we're not calling it that. And he's like, fine, we'll call it Army of Darkness. <laughs> That's so weird. They should have kept that title. That would have been great. So this is the part where it kind of takes a weird turn because the Fantastic Four, they get a call for their next mission. It's from a priest, and he's like from St. Ezekiel's Cathedral. I love this coiled up phone cords that you know they're on the phone. That's how you know they're talking on the phone. For all the futuristic futuristic gear that they have. He couldn't figure out how to build a phone without a cord on it. He's got the red classic, like just that little... Oh, he does. That's so good. Anyway, um, Father Cohen is asking the Fantastic Four to come down, but he doesn't want to say what it is. He'd rather not talk about it over the phone. I don't like that. So, I don't like that at all. So that's not ominous at all. Yeah. But Reed is like, okay, well, we'll we're going. So he's like, suit up, everyone. We're making a house call. No, I, I like how Johnny is like, you know, setting Brand's foot on fire. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> no, but I love how Reed comes in all stretchy. Like, imagine like he comes in the room and he's like, hey guys, stretch his <laughs> arm out real big, arm. <laughs> <laughs> big waggly arm. Big hey arm. everyone, we're making a house call. This this image of the cathedral is pretty awesome by Ron yeah. Lim. There's a lot of detail Super in there. Super spooky. The color work is pretty cool, too. Uh, yeah, but it, oh, is, yeah. it is spooky. And so this is like, also, I thought this was a good issue to pick because it's kind of like spooky, like Halloween times. Uh, you know, okay. We're in Halloween times right now. That's another reason why I thought, let me go cool. ahead and pick this one because sure. it's so wacky. It is. The Fantastic yeah. Four, are, they're going basically into like a, a possessed church or whatever, right? So the priest is like, ah, you know. There's like blood on the walls and the altar has been defiled. We even see like one of the pews like rises up and goes flying through the air and stuff That's like so that. goofy. And so Reed, I love uh, Reed with his giant backpack thing. Yeah. I like whenever he has a big backpack thing. It's good. And he's got his little device or whatever. And he's like, oh, what other occurrences have has there been? And he hears like an ominous some, laughter. Some Joker laughs here. And he's like, oh, my, oh so good. <laughs> my instruments are showing that there's evil here or something. And then the priest is all possessed. He's all foaming at the mouth and stuff like that. So this is like, what? Like, I love when they take, you know, um, I think of, um, we should talk about this one time, that Batman issue Sanctum, where they take Batman and they just put him like in the Hellboy verse, basically. It's like monsters and like possessed stuff or whatever. And it just seems like a weird mashup for the Fantastic Four to be with this, like... (laughs) On this uh, exorcist Exorcism adventure thing. or whatever. Anyway, it's pretty great. The father starts climbing up the walls and doing all this stuff. And he says, let the good times roll. Nice. When he's like yeah. flying through the air. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was hilarious. That, yeah. He goes, father knows best. Father knows best. <laughs> it's just a bunch of nonsense, basically. And then, so now, he Fantastic like- Five spring into action here. He like surrounds them in this like circle of fire yeah. or something. And then they're gone. And so they, when we reappear, they're all in hell or whatever. They're there, and we see the Fantastic Four. They're all tied up except for Silver Surfer. They're like... Well, their arms coming yeah, out Yeah, so That's they're weird. like these yeah. slabs, and there's like demon arms coming out. 
And like for Ben Grimm, he's like a bunch. There's a bunch more arms for him. I love a lot of this imagery that they have in like kind of this hell Marvel hell or whatever. What do they call the Marvel hell? Do they call it hell, Aubrey? I believe that they're in in Mephisto's realm. It's called Hades. Oh, okay. I'm also surprised, Aubrey, you didn't take an opportunity to do your uh... Uh, Peter Collins. Yeah. Yes. I thought you were made of sterner stuff. Oh yeah. Damn it. Shit. I missed that one. (laughs) (laughs) That's at the top of the thing. It's, a, it's, it's a, almost I word thought, for word. Oh, it, I, yeah, I do see that. You, Megatron, I thought you were made of sterner stuff. Nice, nice. <laughs> Good job, And uh, there's a lot. Of, so you've got a reflecty boy here, and you've got lots and lots of flames. And you would think that yeah. that would, you know, uh, frustrate an, an artist or a color. But no, he's he's going for it, man. Oh, yeah. You've got a hot rod silver surfer here. Oh, yeah. I oh, love it. it. That's actually something I always liked about the way Ron Lynn drew yeah. Surfer is that he always drew that reflected flame in him. And I was just like, man, whenever he does that, I was just like, oh, that's so good. He doesn't shy away from it. So uh, here's this shadowed figure. And Silver Surfer's like, show yourself. Come forward from the shadows. You must surely recognize me. We have crossed swords so often in the past. Mephisto certainly remembers you. splash page. And we get uh, Mephisto in his classic... Uh, you know, red like jumpsuit or whatever with yeah. the loincloth and the cape. It's pretty and that fucking awesome metal. cape. Yeah, yeah. That, that awesome collar on the cape. Is that so collar. That, the collar and the hair are what make it. Um, Got some gargoyles down here. Yeah, I love all that. But uh, Mephisto's first appearance was actually in a Silver Surfer issue. Okay. Um, Silver Surfer issue three in 1968. So they do have a long history together, and then even like um, there's this whole part where Silver Surfer, when he finally does escape Earth. Um, in volume three, number one, he goes back to find to Zenla, his home world, and it's been destroyed by Mephisto or oh, something like shit. that. And like Mephisto, I thought it was destroyed oh, no, by no, no. Galactus. No, uh, it was destroyed by Galactus after he betrayed him. But Mephisto took Shalabal. Oh, I see. And so that's when Silver Surfer his gives the last girlfriend. of his. Or no, it's volume two, number one. Anyway, th- basically, he's he remains imprisoned on Earth so she can be freed from Mephisto or whatever. Okay. There's a lot of history between the, these characters. So they're so. mad at each other. <clears throat> yeah. They're, and Silver Surfer's like have a this punch punk up. again, right? Yeah, yeah. He wants to he wants to snare the Silver Surfer for some reason. He's always they have this a continual relationship, right? So he's, he wants he's to get like, this guy. Uh, you know, this is my leverage. You know, I have the Fantastic Four here. Do you want to see what you've doomed them to? Their innermost fears and desires ripped away and held up to them for eternity. So this next uh, facial expressions panels, on these guys in these panels yes. is fucking. Th- this perfect. fucked me up. Yeah, th- this fucked me up as a kid. It's fucked up uh, because it's basically Johnny Storm. His fear is to be burned alive. Right. So he, like, he never knows because like, he's he the says human flame torch, and he fucking like, burns up. That's to fucking death. crazy yeah. to me. And he's like imagining it. You see him there on fire, and he's Look like, his face. "Can you smell the flesh cook? Hear it uh. sizzle and pop." I was like, "That's fucked up." And then, uh, so Ben Grimm, <laughs> his worst fear is basically he turns Bikini back. babes being so he turn, upset by He him. turns back into a man, but everyone's still repulsed the by him. Bikini babes don't want anything to like, do with him. Like, he turns back into a man, but it's like he was still the thing. But the We're illustration. And screaming and hiding. Yeah. Bikini babes just running from this guy. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> it's so hilarious. It's really good. It's really good. What if the man inside the monster was still a pariah among his own kind? Can you imagine the loneliness? 
and then Sue's worst fear is to lose control of her invisibility, and so her kids can't see her. Mommy, where are you? Or whatever. We see Franklin Richards there. I love little Franklin in his five and a half shirt. Five and a half shirt, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Reed Richards, his fear is to have like a lobotomy. Well, and go yeah, crazy like, so or whatever. Because his mind, he's got such an incredible, he's so smart, right? And so without his precious intellect, what is he? Just another freak. Yeah. So his worst fear is like l- losing control yes. of his thoughts and not being able to yeah. do science and stuff. That's and it, really yeah, intense. And but like, that, imi- that image of him right. is just fucking creepy. It yeah, is. Yeah. And like that started to become like my fear. Yeah. Like where I actually thought about it. Like yeah. because like. Then you require like 24-hour care right. and all that kind of stuff. And it's like... Well, in our society, the society that we live in in this country doesn't treat people like that particularly well. No, and it's so also like to know that people would have to take care of you and you don't even... You might not be cognizant of what's, what's going happening on. around and you and things Someone like that. who's considered themselves to be so intelligent and now, you know, right. kind of like... You like to do a lot of things. State. There's a lot of things you like to exactly. do. Exactly. And it's just like, this such. really scared me. Yeah. Like, it really like... I was like, hold, like if the Johnny Storm getting burned alive wasn't enough, like you go like, man, that's like, pretty scary to think this about. Could this could happen to you. Happen like, to me, you know, yeah. people get Alzheimer's or they get like brain damage right. or things happen. And sure. it's like that truly <laughs> rocked me as right. a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. I must have been like 12 or 13 when I was Jeez, reading this. So it's yeah. just kind of like I was kind of like I hadn't thought about stuff like that before. Right, anyway, right. that's another reason why I want to talk about this issue. because I think I'm also processing <laughs> some stuff that happened to <laughs> right. me. It is a a book club. It is a book club. (laughs) Basically, like, Mephisto's like, ah, you could experience this yourself. So he shows the Silver Surfer what his fear is. So, like, his fear is, like, he's still trapped on the barrier. And Mephisto's there with Shala Ball. She's in, like, this ridiculous outfit. What is this sexy outfit that she's wearing? She is lovely, isn't she? Shalabal, your heart's desire, forever out of reach and in my arms. And in the arms of another, it could drive even you mad. Well, yeah. I mean, in theory, she probably is in the arms of somebody else. I mean, he hasn't been around for a while. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I love this, how the Silver Server just screams out, no, and it like shatters. There's like this effect. Oh, right. And he's just like screaming with the the fire tendrils. Like that's classic Ron Lim Silver Surfer, yeah, just yeah. like getting pissed and saying some long prose about how depressed he is and how serious <laughs> everything is and how sad and lonely space is and how oh, important yeah. cosmic power is. is great. And it's like. I love this. This is like, this is the content that I crave. Uh, So he gives his little speech to Mephisto. I've bided my time long enough. Free my teammates or suffer the consequences. And so they have their battle again when he blocks Mephisto's fire coming out of the mouth. The fires of a thousand suns cannot penetrate my skin. Your hellfire holds no threats for me. That's fucking rad. That image is awesome. The reflective, you know, there. And then we get this amazing splash page. This splash page is fucking great. Oh, man, this flash page is great. I want to say that this is a tribute to one of the images in those old school Silver Surfers. It might be from Silver Surfer number three. I have to go back and pull the exact image, but I want to say that Ron Lim is recreating something that maybe Jack Kirby drew, you know, back in those issues. Yeah, I love that. It's really (laughs) great. Um, And it continues on the next page. And I just love all this. The Silver Surfer is like his... His cosmic power is like pink, and so right, it's right. reflecting all the pink back onto him and the surfboard. I'm just such a huge Silver Surfer fan, and just all these images just fill me with delight. I yeah. love seeing Silver Surfer fighting the devil. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> it's really incredible. Mephisto's like, ah, we could do this all day. I could destroy you in an instant. And this and that. But 
He doesn't though. He's not though. He's not. <laughs> he's not. But he's like, but I, but he's like, I want you. You know, do you agree? You know, they're. Fr- I'll give them freedom for your bondage. And all the Fantastic Four are like, don't do it, Norin. And uh, the thing says, fry his skinny butt, Surfer. Yeah, we're gonna we're find a way out of this. Don't worry about it. Don't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, ignore them. Decide. So I love this. They have a little stare down, and then the Silver Surfer he like looks down a little bit. And he's like, very well. But that's not enough for Mephisto, is it? He's like, ah, you now I have a little contract you here. You gotta sign a pen. This, this little pen. It's all arranged now, and you gotta sign it. He's like, so, my word is my pen. I, I don't gotta sign it. anything. I gotta do that. So he kills Johnny Storm. Golly. To teach him a Jeez. lesson. He fries him, which is his fear. So it's like, and they all have to watch oh, their, you know, and, and they're pinned down by those monster arms. They have to watch him burn. It's pretty horrible. Like, that's messed up. Yeah, it's messed yeah. up. Yeah. I can. Although the uh, the onomatopoeia here that we get, the lettering here, just I immediately, all I could hear was the Wilhelm scream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I know it's horrific, it but I just, I could help myself. <gasps> so, yeah, and so, of course, if we didn't already know, that's Sue Storm's baby brother, just so everybody yeah, is clear yeah. on that. We have to have this. She just hangs her head. Very unnatural dialogue happening here. Yeah, yeah. So Silver Surfer signs. I like how you can see he writes Norin Rad because that's his real right, name. Right, yeah, yeah. He's not going to write the Silver Surfer yeah. or whatever. <laughs> maybe, maybe he should have because then that would have been a the loophole. Like, oh, out of no. It. Sure. But then, uh, so then all the monsters, for the little arms, they were these little purple monsters and they come over to him now. Ah, and I like how they're just cool. like draped all over him. Like yeah. they're almost like a costume that he's wearing. There's one on his head and all this kind of stuff. It looks uh, super cool. I like how Thing grabs one and squishes it to death. Oh, right. Yeah. This is great. You saved the three of us by sacrificing yourself. We can't do anything to repay you, Sue Storm says. Susan, you helped free me from Galactus's yoke and made me more human. I shall always be in your debt. Mourn your brother, but shed no tears for the Silver Surfer. Now please flee while you're able. So they get out of there. When they go back into the church, the father's like, oh, well, what happened? You know, and why... Where's the Silver Surfer? And what happened to your, to Johnny Storm? And they're like, ah, Johnny's dead. The Surfer stayed behind to save the rest of us. He might as well be dead, too. We can't possibly replace him. You shouldn't be troubled anymore, Father. Let's get out of here. He's like, fuck you. Yeah, you thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for bringing us out here. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just, he doesn't really say that, but it's so somber. You know, and, it, and I love how they cut yeah. to the five. Because now there's only three of them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they lost, like, almost half the, the team. The Thrantastic Three. Yes, exactly. They're going to have to relabel themselves the Thrantastic Three. But maybe they don't, because the Watcher returns. Oh, I'm the Watcher. Shit, here comes the Watcher. And here now comes this fucking guy. all the demons were attending to the Surfer, you know? And Mephisto's demons, they stopped sowing the, the seeds of evil on Earth, so now... Good things started to happen. I, don't so, know, I feel like that kind of takes responsibility see, away from the people who were doing all the fucked up shit, but all right. The need for heroes was soon eliminated. We see Captain America putting away his shield. The Punisher's the putting pun- away his put guns. Putting his guns in a little glass cabinet uh, here. I like I like these guys pulling down the sign that says apartheid. Oh, man. <laughs> They're blaming apartheid on Mephisto. Jeez. The, oh. the pretend made-up character. Yeah. In the comic books, that's that's a little that's in poor taste. Ah, uh, but Mephisto he watches over the surfer. All the demons are pinning him down. I love that image right there. Um, and he says, "Evil indeed slumbers, because my minions are not abroad, but slumbers only. Man is far too petty and selfish to not awake it of his own accord." Yeah, there you go. So human invariably, uh, we see like people are beating a mom is beating her kid. 
This guy's beating his wife. They're throwing God. stuff through the window. They're shooting people. This is awful. And so Mephisto's power starts this to grow. Very grim. He starts to it starts to grow powerful again, and now he's like growing bigger, and he's like um, overpowering the surfer. You will learn subservience, he says. Let those who challenge me be warned. I could slay my greatest enemy as a symbol of my glory. Then nothing would stand in Mephisto's path. And just when he's about to crush Surfer, he like blasts out of there. My spirit is everlasting. You could never douse the light of such purity. Even in Hades, I burn brightly. And so it's all like illuminated now. I love the color shift right here. Right, right. And so Mephisto's like, oh, I hate this. Get out of here. <laughs> and the server server's like, no, malicious compliance. You, this is our bargain. Now I have to stay. What? I'm sorry. I guess I'm just going to have to burn you for all eternity <laughs> with my pure light because I'm a fucking god and I have a cosmic power. Why did he think of this earlier, though? <laughs> like, why didn't he do this before Johnny Storm got burned alive? <laughs> for real. I feel like right? if you could have done this at any time. Maybe he just thought of it while he was trapped in He's like, wait a minute. Maybe he's all like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the sober surfer. Why were you blasting him with all these little weird pink bolts when you could have just burned super bright yeah, like a big yeah. big lantern boy? I don't understand. Evil must ever be balanced by good, foul one. Your darkness shall never cast its shadow without my light. So be it until time's end. And Mephisto's like, this sucks. So it's just kind of like... <laughs> They're just stuck in that, yeah. you know, that duality. But uh, another reason why I picked this issue is it reminded, spoilers, it reminded me of the ending of the cartoon. Yeah. The cartoon has right, a similar right. thing that happens where it's kind of like, oh, these two are going to be trapped in like eternal battle for balance yeah. or whatever. Look at those quads. So, this, this guy does not skip leg day. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's the surfer, man. Yeah. He's on that surfboard yeah, all day. Like, surfboard. you know, that requires an uh, incredible amount of balance yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he's probably doing tricks and stuff <laughs> like that. And, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. So, anyway, that's my pick. There uh, there was a lot that I... Uh, there were. It was tough. There was another one that I really wanted to do. Maybe we'll come back and talk about that one sure. a different time. But this one is so a part of my childhood, and it shaped so many of my fears. And wow. The, and, and the... That's uh, intense. And, and the, the Ron Lim Silver Surfer, I just can't say enough good things about. It's just my... That's my... In my heart, you know what yeah. I mean? That surfer. So, awesome. Thank you guys for letting me talk about good that stuff. one. All right, guys. So, that was, that was a fun one. Those were two fun ones. Uh, I got one here. I, I thought about picking one of the old school ones that also from like the 90s or something like that. But then I thought, no. You guys did that, so I'm going to do a different one. So uh, my pick here is, what if magic became the Sorcerer Supreme? So, John, you want to say all the stuff about that one? So this is what I was talking about earlier. This isn't like, the other ones are all numbered. They're part of a volume. This is What If Magic Volume 1, Number 1. Yeah. It's called What If Magic. But there's no number two. And it, right. It's, they're kind it's of, numbered at number one, but yes. there's not a bunch of them. Exactly. This is from October 2018. Which I wish there was, though, because yes. I, I, I will, we'll get to that. Written by Leah Williams, art by Felipe Andrade, colors by Chris O'Halloran, letters by VCs Clayton Cowles, and an amazing cover here by this Jeff cover. DeCall. Yeah, man, this uh, cover I really enjoys is, this. Oh, it's so good. I saw it and I immediately was like, okay, yeah, you know what? This is the one I want to, to talk about. Because I was going through all these issues, and I was like, which one, which one? And I was like, you know what? I can't resist. It has to be this one. Yeah, this is a good one. I had never heard of this one before, but man, I really enjoyed it. So I'm a it. huge Doctor Strange fan, and any any kind of ancillary surrounding any of that, right? So I, of course, went for this one. And so it's a great cover, but the inside art to me is 
very much my shit. I'm just absolutely in love with these interiors. Yeah. There's um, something kind of minimal about it, but I it's really also very love it. delicate. And yes. I don't know. It's so incredibly expressive and creative, and it's just very... Yeah, I, I, I fucking love this style. So... Uh, we open up on here she is it's magic there there's a lot of exposition which you know in keeping with the what if tradition so we're kind of keeping with tradition here we, she's hitchhiking she's trying to hitch a ride talking about there's some magical menace going on uh, a coven in chattanooga was talking about it and magical folks are talking about it everywhere and right, so yeah. uh what's what's happening so we get this she gets picked up by someone in the truck you know, he's like, kind of a creep. He's kind yeah, of a creep. he's a creepy guy. Yeah. So then he we is. we realize yeah. like, so who is this talking here? And so we reveal Doctor Strange floating in midair. He's the one that's like thinking about who all these sorcerers are talking right. about. Right. Well, someone's saying, "Hey, yeah. sorry for making you come all this way, Doctor Strange." He's like, "No, I'm glad that you talked to me about it. You know, I've been I've been following the same thing. I've been trying to figure this out. So there's a mystery happening. Right. He's closing in on the source of this magical mystery that all the magicians are talking about." And this gross guy that was giving her a ride is like, hey, I want to do some gross stuff with me. And she's like, no, I don't think so, actually. And uh, completely fucks this guy up. With a broom. Which is great. Which is pretty great. Pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great. With a broom. So she's immediately, if you if you have no idea who she is, you'll find out pretty quickly. Because she's like, my name is Ileana Rasputin. I'm 15 years old. I grew up in hell. Right. Hell girl. I love We've this. We've got a hell because, girl. Um, what I really like about this is the little action beat where the yeah. creep tries to like take advantage of her. It the color shifts into like this blue, yeah, yeah. and then as she's fighting him, and then she turns around and she's got the horns yep. coming out of her hair and the eyes. Oh which yeah, is really cool. I love like, this panel here where she's holding the broom above her head at the yeah, bottom there. That's great. It's really yeah. nice. I've always been a fan of Ileana Rasputin. Uh, yeah. When I first started reading comics, it was around. Uh, I started reading the X Men stuff, and it was the Inferno stuff, and so okay. the New Mutants Inferno story goes really deep into Ileana's yeah. uh, backstory and all that, and so yes, yeah, I was just like, I am fucking loving this character. She is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So when when John's like, "This is the one we're going to read," and I was like, "Fuck yes, I love this." <laughs> God, I'm so glad. So you're already familiar with that's great. Okay, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So Doctor yeah. Strange comes down. And he's like, I like that he waited because. He let her beat the shit out of this guy. He was like, yeah, you know what? He had that coming. I think that that's... But he's like, well, maybe she shouldn't kill him. So he stops her right before she, you know, beats him up any further. And uh, he's got a big giant axe. And so he's like, I've been following you for a thousand miles now because you've been doing all this magic. And she's like, not afraid of him at all. Yeah. She's not even... Yeah. She doesn't even flinch. She just turns around. So that was one of the things about this Doctor Strange. I think it was 2017, 2018 when they kind of redid the title again and he had a giant A axe. big old axe, yeah. Yeah, it's a oh. good run. It's some good yeah, shit. Yeah, it's a yeah. great run. I don't know if the Actually, axe is necessary, I, but it's a good run. I thought it was right after uh, fucking Secret Wars. Which yeah. Was in, wasn't, that, wasn't that in 2015? Oh, okay, maybe. But it, I think this was still a holdover from that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. some good stuff. Hopefully we get to some of that. But yeah, so um, they have a little dust up. They have a little bit of a, they, they punch for a bit in their mates kind of a thing. And she's like, I, he was accusing her of, hey, you've been terrorizing everybody. And she's like, I wasn't terrorizing anybody. I was defending myself. So there's a little bit of a misunderstanding here. And these action panels look fantastic. I'm normally the kind of person who, if your action scene in a movie or a comic book isn't interesting, I will just, my eyes will glaze over. I will not pay attention until something else interesting happens. So this is all interesting to me. 
this kept my attention the entire time. I looked at every single panel on this page, which for me is very rare oh, and yeah. unique. Um, and so he kind of freezes her right in time. Yeah. A little bit. And so he's or something. And he's like, OK, so I thought that I thought that you were maybe just putting on a ruse, but it looks like you're actually maybe in trouble and let me take a closer look. So he thought that she was just fucking shit up and was pretending to be right. a lost little girl. But sure. he's like, oh, wait. kind of like Vivara and yeah. the Hellboy stuff. But right? he's yeah. like, wait, well, what's happening here? So why do you seem like you came from hell? <laughs> what's happening? And uh, he's like, well, you're not possessed. And uh, mm, oh, you're Russian. Well, that's what's this? What's happening he's here? He's kind of examining all, her. But he's magically. appearing on all sides yes. of her in the artwork, His, which yeah. is just I love that. It's really good. Yeah, it's great storytelling. Right. So he's like, oh, what's happening here? Something got was something happened to you. And he's like, you know, so he starts to kind of get a clear picture of her. She teleports away and the teleporting action is fantastic. She teleports. She's like, oh, wait, I, I, I'm not trying to hurt you. I, I just want to understand. I'm a doctor. And she's just teleporting away, teleporting away. She's holding this the stick that she defended herself with. Right. The broomstick. Yeah. She lets go of it. She closes her hand. And then she opens the portal. Yes. It's like four little panels that just like, ah. Oh, the anyway, movement is beautiful. I love that. Yeah. That, that, that really struck me. That's what I'm saying about this art is the, the movement of it is so fluid and so gorgeous. It's very organic. And he's like, oh, please, I mean you no harm. He's changed up his whole story. He's like, wait, wait, wait. I didn't mean it, you know. I'm sorry we had a we punched for a bit, but we're mates now. And so she's all of a sudden in a very familiar surrounding that we all know as the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. And she's like, I didn't teleport here. And he's like, No, 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 I brought you here. You know, you're a danger to yourself and others, so I'm just trying to and so she's trying to teleport away and he keeps teleporting her back to the same yes. place over and over until she's just like out of breath. It's not confusing though, but No, like, not at all. That's the, the art thing. is telling yeah. the whole thing. Exactly. It doesn't tell you that that's happening, but okay. Fantastic storytelling. There are twelve panels on this page. It doesn't it is feel incredible. like it. It feels like three. It's that's a fantastic page. Gorgeous I mean, page. just the layout is gorgeous. I couldn't stop reading it. Yeah. I couldn't stop. Like I, I read this at such a blinding pace that I had to go back and read it again. Um, but I love this. Like when she's jumping through the air through all these portals, you really get that sense of this is happening at rapid pace. Yeah. I'm only trying to help you, infernal brat. Like it's yeah. just, it's just. She's like, you think you're the first sorcerer to try trapping me in his home, so we get a little bit more of. It's hinted at that. You know, maybe something really bad happened to her, and she's that's why she doesn't trust him, right? So, you know, she's like, ah, I'm gonna, I'll destroy you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have some lunch first. Um, you've, yeah. you just look like you need some lunch. So, I'm Doctor Stephen Strange, uh, Sanctum Sanctorum. Don't touch anything, uh, especially not the magical artifacts. And she's like, oh, you're the Sorcerer Supreme for Earth. <laughs> you're the Sorcerer Supreme. And he's like, what a rude word to emphasize. Yes, I am. And then he goes. <laughs> Wong, we have a lunch guest, what a and rude she goes, word. "Yeah, she says the same thing." What a rude word to emphasize! I'm loving I love this dialogue. That exchange. It's very quippy, and some people find that annoying. I like it a lot. No. I actually think it's fun. You good. know, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Leah Williams. Yeah. She's done a lot of she's the great. newer like X Men stuff, and yes. uh, she's done some really cool stuff. If you follow her on social media, she's she's great. I'm so, loving this dialogue. Yeah, great oh, yeah. job on this. And so she's like, "Who's Wong?" And he's, "Oh, it's you know, he's the caretaker here at the Sanctum Same Sanctorum." And he's my assistant. Do you like pastrami? And she's like, what is that? And uh, what's, what's pastrami? Wong, she's feral. She's never had pastrami before. What? <laughs> Wong cannot believe his ears. She's never had pastrami. She tries to pick up this thing, this like eldritch looking I thing. I love this. Please don't touch anything, especially not the magical artifacts. It's the second time he says that. 
This is the artificer's Argo. Argot? Uh, Argo or Argot? Argot. Okay. A maddeningly clever device created with the express purpose of killing magic wielders. This item is uniquely lethal to us. Why do you have something like that on display? It's pretty. (laughs) I I love that line. That was so good. Yeah, it's good stuff. So Wong's handing out hoagies, right? And uh, she's like, do you like your master? And he's like, excuse me? And she's like, oh, you're his assistant, right? Like, you fetch all the sandwiches and stuff. So you just she's trying to get under his skin. She's trying to cause a little bit of a dust up because she's, you can tell she's kind of annoyed that she has to be here. And she's maybe on edge. She's right, maybe a little yeah. bit like, oh, keeping, she's got her hackles up. And he's like, I don't, I'm not an assistant. I'm an employee. I'm not an underling. I'm here because I care about the work that he does. And so maybe he's buying a little bit of, um, I feel like he's buying a little bit of goodwill here. Right, and so she introduces herself, and she's like, "Yeah, I have too many sandwiches. Go ahead and eat the sandwiches. It's fine." And how so, many sandwiches did he buy? It's a lot for of them? sandwiches. Because Doctor Strange isn't eating a sandwich; he's eating a weird tentacle out of a bowl. <laughs> well, not weird. I mean, plenty of people eat tentacles. I guess I don't know. It's a green tentacle. It's green. It doesn't look like an octopus or something. No, like it that. looks like an 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 outworld <laughs> tentacle for sure. Um. So Is she she's eating all these sandwiches. She's eating all these sandwiches in the Maybe. sandwich basket, as you see, as the panels uh, go right. further down the page. Oh the, the sandwiches disappear from the basket, and she's Damn. she's very hungry, <laughs> eating all these sandwiches. It's very cute. It's a it's a very cute little gag. I like that. It's a good bit. So she explains her whole backstory. She's kidnapped by a man named Belasco. Um, she he took her to Limbo, a demon world, demon plane called uh, Limbo. Limbo is ruled by its own sorcerer supreme. Someone who was the vessel of ultimate evil, blah, 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 elder gods of all hell, and uh, kidnapped her. And so it's she, she, and here's a very important piece of the puzzle here. She says that he told her it was for a sorcery apprenticeship. He said that I was special and he wanted to teach me things, that he loved me and it would all make sense when I got older. So grooming her, basically. Horrible, right? Right. So, oh, so gross. When she got older, she developed her mutant ability. Creating teleportation right. uh, circle so little she portals. She manifested her yeah. X power. And so after seven years spent trapped as Belasco's apprentice, I finally escaped. Ilyana, I'm going to offer you a sorcery apprenticeship. <laughs> bad timing. He... Wong has I his head Wong's in his face. hands and oh, so good. just bad timing. Not good. Uh, and the, so she's storming out and he's like, oh, no, wait. And she's like, no, I'm not going to wait around here. Why can't I teleport anymore? You could said I could leave. This is fucked up. I can't believe you're doing the same thing. I just explained to you the most horrific thing ever. And I'm totally emotionally scarred from this. And I've suffered all this trauma from this guy who said I was going to have a a sorcery internship. And now you just did the same exact thing. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're right. I mean, I I, I should. That's, you know, that was a poor choice of words on my part. But like, I was just trying to help the most remarkable sorcerer that I had lunch with just now. I want to help you. You know, I, I want to offer you the Sanctum Sanctorum as a safe place. You can get back on your feet and you can, you know, it's your choice. You don't have to accept it. I just, you know, you, you just think about it. And she's like, okay, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. Right. So we I get like we get around all that. This next double splash page yes. is the most incredible and most beautiful set of pages. I just stared yeah. at these two pages for I don't even know how long. And it's just gorgeous and beautiful. Like, okay, so... Up in the upper left here, Doctor Strange is, you know, he's conjuring some magical stuff. And then underneath that is his, his hands, you know, with the, and then he's like, oh, in the foreground, on, b- b- right below that. And they're in this weird little kind of, 
area with all these little lines going over and she's like oh i'm trying i can't do it so then top right hand side is the immediate juxtaposition juxtaposition of the image diagonal to that where she's in the right. foreground he's in the background underneath that is her hands and then underneath that is the juxtaposition of the one that's diagonal to that where she's now She's conjuring yes. up this thing over here. And so it's just the most gorgeous thing. I stared at this for so long. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. It's, it's so really remarkable. Gorgeous. It's breathtaking. And the color yeah. work by Chris O'Halloran. I mean, the artwork by Philippe Andrade is incredible. But It's the, weird. It's psychedelic. It's yeah. geometric. It's, it's organic at the same time. Yeah. And I, it's just so breathtaking. I, I, like, I stared um, at it forever. I was like, where do I know that name, Chris O'Halloran, the, the colorist? He's doing some of the new Hellboy stuff. Um, so he's a great... Oh, guy. that's cool. Yeah, so he's an awesome colorist, and this page is incredible. I can't tell. This this hit so many soft spots for me. This hit, like, every single art switch in my brain, in my, like, little feel-good centers oh, yeah. of my brain. This just released the serotonin for me. I just fucking love this so goddamn much. And uh, yeah, so I started this for a good long while. And so he's explaining, he's like, don't don't get too excited about it. But you're like the strongest sorcerer I think I've ever fucking met. You're making everyone nervous because you don't know what you're doing. Uh, You've got savage black magic going on inside of you. It's not your fault. You got to learn how to channel that shit before something bad happens. So I'm going to help you. And uh, you'll you'll get comfortable wielding your magic. You're going to you're going to start. You can do some creation magic. And she's like, oh, I can't do it. I'm trying. He's like, I'll try harder. I'm. I can't do it, you know, and he's like, conjuring something from nothing, an object that is the purest extension of a sorcerer's soul. It comes naturally to most of us. So, you know, we'll circle back to that. You can't do it right now. We'll try again later. I was really taken with that concept. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really incredible. So I wonder yeah. if that comes from the creative standpoint of the people creating the story, the artists and the writers, sure. and the, you know, mu- musicians and, and people who paint and people who whatever, you know, that's the purest you know creating something from nothing is that that's the expression of your soul and i thought i found that uh, really interesting and so you know she says the more i learned the more frightened i became of how little i once knew so she's naming all the things that she's learning and she keeps coming back to creation magic each right, time she can't yeah. do it she's like meditation non-lethal hand-to-hand right. combat protective amulets magic, incantations astral protection uh, creation magic again and she says that a couple creation of times magic. Yeah. yeah she keeps because she keeps trying that's the one thing she can't master yeah so we've got uh so this beautiful double splash page is meant to be kind of our montage right so months have passed now they're on this little island here and so she's like oh i'm sick of this i can't do the creation magic one i can't do it and he's like okay calm down take a breath in all other areas you have indicated that you're becoming the most powerful sorcerer on the planet so you know there's no reason you won't be able to to do this so maybe a change of location outside the sanctum sanctorum so he's like here we are here's a here's a different place now and so she's like ah i was raised to be the ultimate tool for destruction i can't create anything i was built to bring ruin does that sound familiar to anyone oh yeah does that sound familiar (laughs) oh yeah yeah So she's lashing out because she's frustrated. And he's like, I didn't deserve that. My intentions are that I'm the reigning sorcerer supreme of this world. And I'm fucking tired. I want to retire. I don't want to do this shit anymore, man. (laughs) So I've got to have a sorcerer supreme. I'm training you to be the next one. I've got to. It's it's not a gift. It's a sentence. So you need to take this seriously. Yeah, I thought that was pretty deep. Yeah. And he's like, so he lashes out too because he's frustrated. He lashes out like in return. And throws it back in her face. Evidently, you think you're too damn broken to do this, so you prefer to just keep it that way. She's trying really hard now. You can see her focusing here. I love this little thing where she's putting her arms out. 
and she's scared. She doesn't want to try this because she thinks she's going to create something bad. Right. And that's the block. She's like, oh, my thoughts are a warren of horrors that I navigate in terror because I'm afraid to open the wrong one and unleash hell like I was designed to do. I see them all all the time, the violent ends that I was intended to bring. And so she's kind of like upset. So she's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. A creature of ruin finally created something. The soul staff, the purest expression of my power as a sorcerer, a tangible extension of my soul. It's this gorgeous little panel where she's holding it up. Yeah. She starts to smile. I never believed I yeah. would be capable of creating such a thing. She turns around just exhilarated. She's so happy. She finally did it. Oh, I can't believe it. I did it despite all my trauma. I, you know, here's this guy who fucked her yeah, up. Here's Belasco's the guy who fucked there. her up. Belasco. And he's fucking holding Doctor Strange by the throat. With a with sword. It. Yeah, there's like blood coming out. Well, too. and you yeah. automatically are like, why would you be able to get anywhere near Doctor Strange with a sword? Yeah. Why? And so he quickly explains it. He's like, mm, I was just trying to listen to this exposition and see what was up with this dude. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I've had enough of it now, so I learned all I need to know about him. So he's like, yeah, I've been looking everywhere for you. I'm a bad dude. And he's like, yeah, 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 that's enough of that. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, he kind of buries him in the sand with a little magic spell. He's like, yeah, you know, um, you could totally pick up on our signal because she was doing creation magic. That's fine. Why don't, why don't we uh, go ahead and uh, show them all the fancy bullshit you've been learning? How about that? And so, but she's not listening. She's caught up in some weird trauma. Yeah, happening here. So that's that's very artfully not, yes. reflected too. She's a little girl again. And uh, yeah, the art is has just been incredible on this. You know, I don't want to backtrack too much. Please go but- ahead, please. Uh, but I really like this page where they're first on the deserted island or whatever. Uh, when he tells her that she would just prefer to stay that way. And she walks away from him. And you can see that she's crying. Yeah. But it's just a little... It's not even like a hand. It's yeah, just like... The shape you, of a hand. The gesture of a hand. The gesture of a hand up near the face. And you know that she's crying. Yeah. You know and Doctor I mean? Strange even yeah. is just like a shape. Like remember that Hellboy yeah. comic we read where he's just floating. The way that that emotion is conveyed. Yeah. Uh, was really great. It's really fantastic. The shape of her hands and you know what everything is supposed to be. It's very expressive style. And even on this next page where Doctor Strange uh, buries Belasco. I mean, look at Doctor Strange there. He's just like yeah. some shapes. Like look at his head. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like you see it all yeah. there. It is so kinetic and yes. uh, it, it full of movement, but it's also just like a little line there. Anyway. It's very organic. It's it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. I, I went back and stared at these pages. Like you said, it's very dynamic and kinetic and just the um, the motion to it and the expression of it is really gorgeous. I love how excited she gets when she creates this thing and then she's like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange is fantastic in this. I think he's this is this is this is my Doctor Strange, right? I love this. He sees that Ilion is having a hard time, right? And he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's better this way. I want to see how you do in an even match." Because he knows that she would be able to take him, right, no problem. Yeah. But he's like, "Well, you get a fair fight at least with me." So they're doing their their stuff. He's like, "Ah, it looks fucking cool." Schools of Akimoto shit. Belasco's got a homebrew blend of black magic. Like the way that they do their different styles of magic is very very cool. Yeah, it talks about how like Doctor Strange can't even breathe like to do another spell. Yeah, it's just like dust or yeah. whatever. It just like consumes him. This black like yeah. mass. The void. Yes. Yeah. And they, I love that some of the dialogue that we've heard before is you know repeated here she says a tangible extension of my soul what comes most naturally to me and it's a weapon 
one uniquely lethal to sorcerers. But she's upset because she's done a murder. Right. Even yeah. though it was the guy yeah. who fucked her up and definitely probably deserves it, it's still like, well, she didn't want to become that, though. She didn't want to become a murderer, right? Right. So she just wanted to be good, so she's upset. And that's bad, though, because she's a very powerful sorcerer and she's got no you know, control over her emotions right now. You know, Doctor Strange has to come in here and, and help out a little bit. Yeah, but this image yeah. where basically, like, she she falls to the ground, but as she falls to the ground, like, everything rises out of the water, all the whales and everything, and yeah. it's just like... They're like, whoa, where are we going? Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> ships, all these ships and everything, and, uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's really... The art is... The lower panel here where he comes in to, like, save her is so yeah. beautiful. It's so expressive. I oh. just love that. When all the whales are up in the air and all that, part of me wanted to see a bowl of petunias in there. <laughs> yeah. If you've read The Chugger's Guide to the Galaxy, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, oh, okay, that's okay. good stuff. But yeah, it's just uh, the, that lower panel is full of so much movement and emotion, and it's just, ah, oh, it really got me. It really got me. There's a dramatic shift here. It's almost watercolors now, which is really, really interesting. I love this. Um, oh, yeah. And she's confused. He's just, he's like, hey, you need to let go. And she's like, I, what has happening? I brought you to a blight plane, so you're a blight plane. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay, great. All right. <laughs> He's like, you know, you're dying, though. So you're so caught up and wound up in your own grief and rage and hatred. You know, you're taking your considerable magical abilities and using it to kill yourself. So instead of taking your, you know, all your power and using it to do anything else, you're just turning it inward on yourself. And you're just, it's so self-destructive to just be caught up in this cycle of your own grief and your own panic and your own destruction. You got to let that shit go. And she's like worried that she's going to hurt him. She's going to hurt everybody. And he's like, look, man. <laughs> I'm the fucking Sorcerer Supreme. I brought you to a doomed dimension. Destroying it would be a mercy. Just fucking let go. Let it go. Wow, that's awesome. You know, so she's never had a proper dad. And he kind of taps into that a little bit. He's like, you know what? If you don't let go of what's killing you right now, so help me, I will ground you. No more late night kitchen privileges. No! <laughs> I like how that's the thing. Do late what I'm night, telling you, yeah. Late night and kitchen privileges. No more late night hoagies. You got all those sandwiches in there, man. Pastrami sandwiches. That's what saved her life, Long knows where to get those sandwiches. He goes down to the tuck shop. He gets some sandwiches from the bodega around the corner. You got to let it go. You got to let it go. And so this is a very you know, emotional moment for her, this next page here. He says, for many years, a man named Belasco tried to bury me. Little did he know he was only planting a seed. Yeah, that's incredible. Tried to bury me, but he yeah, planted this a, a seed. Oh, I love this panel. Or a page, actually. It's <laughs> a great page. I just like that idea of like, you know, you dig a hole and you put something in it. And that could either be considered a burial or it could be considered the recipe for new life. But a seed intent on growing. Yes. And very psychedelic. Uh, Look at this. <laughs> Look at that baby. Childhood traumas happening here. Uh, so she's like, so what uh, happens now? And he's like, lunch, I believe. Very just a perfect way to handle yeah. those types of moments, I think. That's what you want, though, from a friend or someone you look up to or a mentor or a, a parental figure of like, well... Uh, that was very scary and upsetting. So, uh, what happens now? Do we wallow in this fucked up moment? No, we're going to have some lunch. Yeah. We're going to move on with our lives and we're going to keep going. We're going to keep living. Well, let's talk about this imagery. Yeah, let's talk bit, about it. Because, uh, what is exactly, what is the, what is your interpretation on this? For me, this is a lot of childhood trauma that we're 
we just dove in. We're finally processing. We, we're finally processing and diving in. And so you, you got to go backwards a little bit. Yeah. Because progress is not linear. Well, yeah. When she was seven or whatever. Progress yeah, is not say. linear. Five. Yeah. So she's Five, very yeah. young. And so this is a lot of, there's a lot of mixed up. There's a lot of baggage. I like this cowboy with a banana instead of a gun. Yeah. I like She's him. floating around in this kind of uh, now a limbo of her own making. Yeah. Which is she gets to, di- you know, so she's kind of exploring. It's it's scary. It's not yeah, great. Yeah. So he's like, mm, lunch, I believe that's yeah. enough for one day. Right. Because <laughs> progress is not linear. You don't yeah. have to you don't have to tackle all this in one day. You can kind of let that be for a right. while and just put that away for a little bit and keep living your goddamn life. Which that's fantastic. So they're now the next. They're in the kitchen. They go from this yeah. weird cartoon outer space limbo <laughs> trauma limbo into the kitchen, which is again that's a very comforting space for a lot of people, and I think that's a good move on his part. And they got those sandwiches. They got the sandwiches in there, man. <laughs> She's like, you know what? It's time. It's time to do this. I'm Melania Rasputin. I'm 16 years old. I have a family. I got to figure this out. She has. She has to come to terms with the fact that she's got a family here on yeah. Earth. And figure all that shit out. What if Doctor Strange was a dad? What if Doctor Strange was a dad? That filthy yeah. hoodie was offensively unattractive. So I had this commissioned. It's not as spectacular as mine, of course. But there are protective enchantments woven all throughout the fabric. What if Doctor Strange was a dad? He enchanted it himself. I enchanted it myself. I love that. <laughs> That's great. Strange between him and Wong. That's really good. So she's, you know, wow, I'm going to be Earth's next Sorcerer Supreme. The very last panel is her putting on the cape... And holding her soul staff, and she's like, ah, I'm going to be the Sorcerer Supreme. And that's the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, okay, just a second. Hold on. As much as I loved this story, I adored every second of it, and I, I, I just love looking at it. I love everything about it. I wanted to see her be the Sorcerer Supreme. Right, like, what happens next? <laughs> Where's the rest of it? Yes. I want a whole run of this. I want to see, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. where is it? It seems... It, I want to see that. I love it. I mean, it, I think it was a great issue, but it's like... I'm pissed. In the old school what-ifs, like the ones that me and Aubrey picked, yeah. they would have. this issue would have been two or three pages. Yeah. And then you would have gotten into, oh, now here we are. She's... I do love... Now, Supreme. wait. Now, I do love that they explored yeah. everything they explored. Yes. But what I would love is if this was like a three-issue what-if or w- something it, like that. Like Exactly. And when I found out... And it. when I found that it was that it was actually called What If Magic Number 1, I was like, okay, is there There's a What If more, Magic right. Number 2? But that was in Ugh. 2018, so I don't know. I mean, let's go bother Leah Williams oh, and Marvel man. and just say, hey, let's get Philippe Andrade Absolutely. and Chris O'Halloran. If I could commission them yes. to complete this run, like, like if I, I, I had that kind of money, yes. man, yeah. if I had fuck you money, I absolutely would hire them to just be like, what else though? What <laughs> happened after she became the Sorcerer Supreme? Show me that what if. The title says what if she's a Sorcerer right. Supreme. Let me see it. I want to see it. That's it's my more only... like if what if Doctor Strange came became a dad. Yeah. So my only complaint <laughs> is that there wasn't more of it. Yeah. So it's yeah. really That's a... not a bad. Complaint, no, of course it's a compliment to these creators, right? But like I, I fucking loved it so much. I was mad that it was over. Okay. Yeah. First of all, I was just gonna say uh, we didn't say this up top, but this was Earth one eight one three three. Okay. Danielle, this was a great story. I'm glad you picked this one. I I haven't really. The, the few what-ifs that I've read, the more modern ones, I haven't really enjoyed as much as the old classic ones, but this one was fucking great. I'm yeah. so glad like, you enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. 
it was it was so much fun. I want to put uh, a little something different in there because we were doing some from the '90s, which I thought was cool and fun. Yeah, I love yeah. that kind of goofy stuff. But I also wanted to have like yeah, some of the newer ones are yeah, good. Yeah, the newer yeah. ones. I'm are glad good. you enjoyed that. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> and it, and it was weird reading one without the watcher, but uh, right. What, oh right, what, I didn't even realize there wasn't that, a watcher. Yeah, but, uh, watcher was in one it. of the. One of the ones that I read, like, you know, I was reading through a bunch of them was uh, Watcher starts off at the beginning. He goes, do I really need to say who I am again? <laughs> All right. I'm the Watcher. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. So in the comics, she has a soul, soul sword. Yes. She's right? Yes. But in this, it's a yes. soul staff it's because soul staff. She's, a she's a wizard now. Which That's I really loved. Good, yeah. I thought that was very cool. I loved this yeah. so much. I want this to be a whole thing. Give me a run of this. Man, yeah. I you would know? Love to read, like. Like even just a short run. This? I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I could read a whole trade full of this, but if it was even just like three issues or something like that, three or yeah. six or... Yeah, yeah, and this actually made me interested in, in some of the stuff with magic. I had to go yes. back and, yeah. and check some of my references here. So she returns from Limbo in Uncanny X-Men 160. Um, she draws her soul sword for the first time in 170, and then in New Mutants 15, that's where they reveal that she's a sorcerer. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. And then if you want to like look back at that stuff, they they actually take apart all that stuff where she's in Limbo in the limited series called Magic, Alanya, and Storm limited series. Storm goes down there. There's a whole thing with this character, the cat. Right. And they kind of save her. Which and you would think of... it would... What was Scarlet Witch doing at that time? You'd think it would be something like Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, but I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. She'd probably do something with the vision. She's probably doing something, something like else, yeah. yeah. She's probably busy. Yeah. yeah, that was so uh, cool. And I liked... Um, Seeing the modern art too, you know, seeing the oh, more it's beautiful, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, we were Aubrey and I were kind of looking at more of the 90s right, right. Style. And I, I originally, and, when you and, were like, "Hey, let's look at the what ifs," that's what my mind immediately went to. But I was like, "Well, they're gonna do two of those. Let me do one that's kind yeah. of more." And I liked. Yeah. Uh, and I really I liked, liked this one a lot. I really liked. Um, you know, I, 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 I want to see what these artists are working on, what other stuff they're yeah. working on after seeing this, oh, because yeah, it's definitely. just kind of like, oh yeah. I know I like Ron Lim and Ron Mars and. You know Terry Austin and stuff like that, but like, what are these guys doing? You know, yes. they're they're probably making new stuff right now that right. you can go check out. So and it, that's really exciting. Their their art style and their writing style they lend themselves very well to stories about sorcerers and magic and stuff. Like it, it's very it's trippy, but it's also very organic and yeah. it's very expressive and it's very yeah, it's good stuff. So I really loved that. And I my only complaint, like I said, is that there wasn't <laughs> more of it. I wanted more of it. Yes, awesome, awesome. Well, what a great episode! I I thought this would be yeah. fun, especially since the What If TV show um, has been around. Everyone's been talking about that. I thought, hey, let's look back at some of What Ifs, uh, some of our favorite What Ifs, and uh, let us know what you thought. Let us know what some of your favorite What Ifs. I like that Hayden uh, gave us some to go check yeah. out. I definitely want to go check those out, especially that one with Omin and Robert Kirkman. So, and if you've never listened to the, oh, what we're doing uh, before, I it's a book club. It's a book club. So you read the thing that we read, and you listen to us talk about the thing, and then now you, now it's your turn to talk about it. You talk yeah. about the things that you liked, or if we didn't say a thing that you, if we, if you didn't hear us say a thing, you're like, hey, I have a thing to say about that. Yeah, you can send us a hey damn guys and say that thing, and then we'll say it. Here, we'll talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about a thing. Yeah. Awesome. And that's a book club, and that's friendship. <laughs> we got two of them. And that's friendship. It is. Oh, uh, John, I found that uh, one with uh, Aiden Oye was telling about with Robert Kirkman and Omin. It's uh, from 2005. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay, right. cool. cool. It's, on, it's on the Marvel Unlimited app. Oh, which nice. Most of Volume 2 is not on there or on Comixology. It's kind of annoying. Well, it's almost yeah. 20 years ago, yeah. A lot of these aren't on Comixology, which is annoying, but oh, anyway. but uh, like all of the original Volume 1 is on there. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> those aren't as good in my opinion right oh, you know, they've, they've, no, they've they, they're very dated but anyway they're still fun <laughs> but but they did have fun stuff like what if jane foster became you know found the hammer of thor oh, right 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 yes, yeah that one is in there i actually have yep. that issue yeah yeah you do cool. i i pulled it out and was like what's this yeah I have like, what if Uncle Ben had not died? Right, or something like right. That. That's from that volume one. I have a couple of those. Anyway, I'll have to share some pictures of my what if collection on social yeah. media. If you follow us on there, follow us on all your podcast things as we get up on there. Don't Hopefully, we'll be on Don't forget to talk about what you liked about these issues. Yeah. It's a book club. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. What if? That was so much fun. I want to hear your thoughts. You can send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Book Club Member Comics and Twitter at Book Club Members. You can also find out more information on our Podbean website, and I'm going to assume our Facebook About section. Yes. Well, we'll have all that stuff, you know, set up soon. All right, and as always, a thank you to Paul from Gardahan for the theme music. You're carrying that over from the Hellboy Book Club. <laughs> it's too good to let go. Yeah, it's uh, too good. Yeah, thank you, John and Danielle, for picking some awesome what-ifs to read. That was a lot of fun. Yes, and, and thank um, you. You can find the podcast right now on, I know at least, Podbean, Amazon, Spotify. We're going to be on Apple soon. It's just we got to go through their waiting process. Uh, Google, we're there. So, uh, you know, if we're not there, we'll be there. And if you can leave a five-star review, whenever you finally get to one, you can leave a five-star review. Go ahead and open that app and give us a five-star review. Yes. We'd really love that. Next week, we're reading Mr. Higgins Comes Home. By Mike Mignola and Warwick Johnson Cadwell. So you know what to do. Pull out them floppies, get that tray, get the digital. Maybe read it on the Library Hoopla app and join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. I'm John the Watcher. What if this <laughs> podcast never ended? Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm uh, one of Wong's delicious sandwiches. I'm a pastrami sandwich. And I'm Bobby Loma saying, if I'd have known you would have blundered into such a simple trap, I'd have saved you a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's good. Yes. Good dialogue. Awesome.